What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast Xbox 20th Celebration Special. It is a fantastic Sunday, and we have a fantastic crew here today to talk about all things Xbox. So, I am your host, Ainsley Bowden. You know me well. To my right, my uh, co-host himself, Mr. Ty Guy Travis. How you doing, brother? McClunky. X. My other co-host and partner in crime, Mr. Dan Box Series D himself. What's That's happening, right, man? Hey, do you know if I can unmute it during the intro and then just do the music with like my you know voice? Like, I hope not. Like, one day I'm gonna try it, and you're gonna be like, "What the hell is he doing?" If you I'm find good, a way, I'm let good. me know, and I'll make sure to cancel that. Yeah. Okay. That's That's All right. <laughs> so we've got four of our favorite Xbox creators with us today, too. We're going to be talking about all things Xbox. It's a purely Xbox show, so we're not going to be covering any news, reviews, anything like that today. Purely talking about uh, the last 20 years, systems, consoles, memories, nostalgia. So joining us to do that, uh, I'll kind of go around here. One of our favorite Xbox creators co-host of the Xbox 2, and the man with the million himself, Mr. Rand Outdoor 19. Good morning, brother. Good morning. What is going on, guys? Um, this is way earlier than normal. I'm never <laughs> up this early on a Sunday. I'm never up this early on a weekday. So, But I'm here uh, because you know you put together a great panel. We got Luke and Sipid Ghost. We got Miles Dampier. We got OBM. So, like, when I saw the list, I was like, of course I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up early and be here with these guys. So, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate so, it. Yeah, Rand believe Rand me. Obviously has the highest gamer score, right? <laughs> yeah, I would I would think so. Who has the second highest here? That's what I – just to establish kind of a pecking order early on. <laughs> to establish <laughs> dominance. Yeah. Like what, who is the second highest gamer score? Mm, interesting. I crossed 200K a few weeks ago. Oh, I'm 150. Wow. I'm, I'm like okay. 175. So what? I'm low man on the total pole. Hey, I played sports games in like. Uh, Here come the excuses. Like mm-hmm. Here they go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm almost. It really game case, has. I guess, in the I guess it's me. I wasn't expecting that. I'm the, got- I'm the second highest for the record, Randall. It's a Ooh. blowout though. You have like. Yeah, yeah. it's. He's probably got more than us combined. So I guess they have a low bar, a low bar for Xbox era, huh? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Wow. Uh, we're starting already. Starting already. All right. Uh, <clears throat> also joining us, big cast regular, the insipid ghost himself, host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, Mr. Luke Lore. Good morning, dude. Good morning. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on this panel. When I saw the names, it was everybody that I look up to in Xbox coverage. So I really appreciate that. It's a pleasure and an honor uh, to be here. And Dan's here too. And that's awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah, I figured Luke saw it. He's like, this can't be right. Obviously, you have to send this to somebody else. It's crazy. I see the 117 shirt, by the way. That's right. Yeah, yeah, man. In honor of you guys. In honor of you guys. Love it. Love it. I think that's the only shirt you have. I have four <laughs> season gaming shirts. He four. does. Actually. Four. He does. <laughs> Mr. Miles Dampier, co well, not co host, but uh, also works with uh, Jez over there at Windows Central Gaming and does a lot of the video work for their YouTube channel. What is happening, my friend? What is up, gamers? It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm stoked to be here. Amazing panel. Outside of Rand, um, Rand was almost the deal breaker for me, but I'm still here, also up early on a Sunday, ready to get into it, excited to talk. Miles. 20, 20 years of Xbox, my God. 
It's is crazy. That your F- SEO optimized intro on YouTube. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> what is up, boy? What is up, gamer? Oh, Shock face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, would have been here for twenty years of Pokemon or twenty years of Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this day one. This is true. Day Dark Souls day chest day piece just exposed. Yeah. My oh, six way, chest hairs poking out. Miles, if we want to just turn this into an Elden Ring show, we can do that. Um, yeah, I'd Let's be go. happy to. And right, I'm going to bed, guys. Later, <laughs> three hours of Elden Ring. <laughs> right, <laughs> starting <laughs> now. Let's do it. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, my friend, Mr. One Bad Mother from Xbox Era himself. What's going on, Abe? What's going on, Ains? Uh, thanks for having me with this great panel today. Um, you know, I, I came because you told you said we we're going to have this. This panel, we're going to talk 20 years of Xbox, and then you promised me that uh, Rand would, would give another year of predictions, and so that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I he heard he's got all kinds shadow, of leaks for us today. All kinds if he of sees leaks. its own shadow, it's another year of Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, thanks again for coming out. Uh, chat, good morning, everyone. Anyone checking this out, I appreciate it. Um, we're going to go ahead and start kind of getting into some of these things. So we're going to go in... Uh, <clears throat> In kind of order of release, obviously. So we're going to talk all the way back to when Xbox first launched back in 2001 and even leading up to that. So, um, you know, I know some of the big Xbox creators actually haven't been with Xbox the entire time. Um, so I don't know where each of you independently stand here. But, you know, coming into 2001, um, Microsoft never having done a gaming console before and everything leading up to that with the Nintendo GameCube launching days apart. Um, Dreamcast obviously being out there, Sega kind of on its dying bed, deathbed, and uh, PlayStation 2 kind of dominating at the time. Like anything that jumps out to you guys when the original Xbox launched, like what were you, were you interested at all in this new console launching from Microsoft? Um, I didn't even know what it was. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's exactly what I want to talk about because as, as big of a gamer as I am and as many consoles as I've owned, when Xbox and GameCube were on their way. I had a Dreamcast PS2, right? And I had a GameCube pre-ordered with six games. I did not care about the Xbox. Um, I didn't think it was going to do anything. Um, I didn't care about it. This weird game called Halo, no one had ever ever heard of. Um, And so I paid no attention to it whatsoever. So I kind of want to hear from you guys. As it was leading up to that launch, were you one of those that was like really hyped about it? Or were you one like me where it was like, eh, what's this stupid Xbox thing? I, I bought into the hype. I remember uh, I was actually a part of the PC Master Race back then, so I skipped <laughs> over the PS2 and even the Dreamcast. I was a big Sega fan from the from the Sega. You Genesis skipped the Dreamcast, Abe? Yeah, I know. All I'm right. gonna lose my. You gotta card. go, man. I'll talk to you later. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my defense, I was all in on PC gaming at the time, so like I was a huge like Sega Sega fanboy back when the Sega Genesis was out. Like some all of right, my favorite back. games you're of back. all time arcades all that stuff but you know i i, I got uh I, I found out what pc gaming was and i was like man you know like i, I remember like people were, were were hyped about the ps2's graphics i'm like those aren't great graphics i'm playing it look at half-life you know and i was like that's not getting me excited and then my brother told me about this microsoft console and he's like they're going to put all this money in it and it's going to be like the most powerful thing ever uh, and i started getting hyped about the idea of it and the thing is, I, I couldn't jump in right away. I, at the time, I wasn't supposed to be spending money. I was living with my ex. She was expecting a ring. I was supposed to be saving all my money. You know, money money was hard to come by back in those days. And so, like, every dollar mattered. Uh, it, but it was funny. We were out, actually, at the mall looking at rings. And then was, I had a few minutes to kind of go off and just do my own thing. I walked into a GameStop. This is three weeks after the OG Xbox launched. 
and there I saw it, Truth and Recon Reconciliation of Halo. And uh, that's, where, that's where the name of my show came from. Uh, you had me at Halo. <laughs> it was like, I, I went back home that night and I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, like, like damn it, I'm not, you know, I'm not allowed to, to I, you know, that's going to be a bad look for me to come home with a brand new console. Uh, and then I was in Sam's Club and she was at work the next day and, and there it was like a bundle of Halo and, 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 the, and the OG Xbox. I'm like, I'll figure this out later. <laughs> and, and she comes home. I'm like, hey, guess what? Mom and dad got my Christmas present. So that's kind of how my journey began. But I actually skipped over all the consoles, uh, the PS2, everything. Uh, I went right into the OG Xbox. And for me, it was it because it, it, because of Halo, it lived up to the hype for me because that was okay. better than even anything I was playing on the PC at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I guess for me, at the time, I was a PlayStation fanboy. I knew it. I was a PlayStation <laughs> fanboy. And when Xbox decided to get in there, I was saying to my friends, like, who do they think they are? <laughs> right? Like, how are they going to compete against the almighty PlayStation? Uh, you know, we got Metal Gear and Devil May Cry and Grand Theft Auto. Like, why would anybody want to get an Xbox? I, I, you know, I was younger back then, you know, so it was just like... Yeah, I, I had no interest in Xbox whatsoever because, like, I had PlayStation. So, um, yeah, like, for me, they just were a, a lowly third because I was more interested in the GameCube because at yeah. least I had, like, okay, Mario and, like, Zelda, Metroid Prime and stuff like that, which, but, yeah, Xbox didn't register for me until, which I think we'll talk about, like, are we talking about when we first got it? Is that like a separate topic? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I didn't get in on the Xbox ecosystem um, until uh, I fell. I fell victim to the to the hype of Halo Two. Okay. Um, so you know, I was like I said, big time PlayStation guy. That was where I played everything because well, it had everything, right? It yeah. pretty much had everything, everything big. So, um. Like Abe said, you know, like at that point in time, like, you know, I'm kind of like right out of high, right out of like high school. I kind of dropped out of college. I was working and like didn't really have all the extra money you would want. So it was like, can I really afford this? Uh, and then I, I, I ended up getting like a really good job and it was like, okay, well, I can buy an extra system, you know? So I was like, all right, let me. Let me see what Xbox has gotten. You know, you saw the hype around Halo 2. It's like, right, let me see what everybody's talking about, like this Halo. Because at the time, everyone's talking about how Halo was so revolutionary. So I'm like, okay, I bought an Xbox. Um, I ended up getting uh, Halo with it. Uh, and uh, I think Knights of Republic, as well as Oof. Jade Empire at the time. Um, and so I started playing Halo, you know, in 2004. And I'm, I'm playing it, and I'm like, this is the game everybody's talking about is revolution i'm like this game isn't very good right easy now rand easy. was was xbox <laughs> live how did xbox live factor into that for you rand so that's the thing like i so at the at the time like it was me and my brother um and he was the one that wanted xbox live i was the one that was like who wants to play online what sort of loser <laughs> plays his video video games online right um, but he was younger than me and he was like, no, this is really cool. Like, you, you know, you play with people online. It, it's a lot of fun. So he was the one that was like, wanted the online component. And he was actually the one that originally Randall Thor 19 was the name of his gamer tag. Like when he was 
because he can't. He bought. Uh, so I bought the system, and I bought Halo Two, and all the other all the games. He was the one that went out and bought like the um, Xbox Live kit that came with a year, yeah, and it came with like a headset mm. and everything, right? And then so you make the gamer tag, and he's just like, "What the? What should the gamer tag be?" And I'm like, "Randall Thor," because at the time it was my favorite book series, uh, The Wheel of Time, it was the main character. And he was like, "Okay," and he was like, "Put it in there," but it's taken. Someone already had Randall Thor. So I was like, all right, well, you know, your birthday is September 19th. So, you know, put 19 at the end of it and it was good to go. So I played through Halo and this is coming from a huge Half-Life fan. I'm like, this isn't as good as Half-Life. Like, what, what is this, right? Like, like this is the game people are saying is amazing. Like, get this out of here. It's like nowhere even close to Half-Life. Um, but then I played Halo 2 and... I got addicted to the multiplayer. Like my brother, I'd sit there and I watch my brother play multiplayer and I started to get jealous. <laughs> oh, that looks like so much fun. Right. And then I started playing multiplayer and then I base, and then the account basically became mine because I was the older brother who paid for it. Right. And, uh, I played halo two every single day for a year. Uh, nice. I lost a job over it because I wouldn't go to work because I was so addicted <laughs> to playing the multiplayer. What job? I just feel like this is important to the story. <laughs> I was uh, I was a union electrician. Okay. And, okay. Uh, I stopped going. In, <laughs> I stopped going into work, and I I, I got fired or let go, as they say, because <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Never mind. Because I wouldn't go into work, and when I was at work, all I was thinking about, all I was daydreaming about, was Halo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna I'm gonna get on with my guys and I'm gonna play all these games. I'm gonna play like that's that was like it for the whole year. It was just nothing but Halo Two. So Rain's just yeah, Halo. That's I got a question that's for my, Rand. That's my that's my, that's my Halo. That's my Xbox story. Like I all didn't right. like Halo CE because it wasn't as good as Half Life. You're insane. Um, Knights of Republic <laughs> and Jade Empire wow. were incredible, uh, but that's yes. where it began. So it was all awesome. about Halo Two and the multiplayer for me. I figured so, so we would. I, I had a question for Rand. So, so Rand, what uh, back in the day, uh, what did you do for Pegasus Nation before Spaces? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus. God, what have you done? <laughs> Let's not ruin the show, Abe. Let's this didn't take that. long. Here we I are. Help it. <laughs> um, no, I, this is why I want to hear these stories, because they're all unique, right? I think everyone's yeah. going to have their own unique way, which they got into Xbox. So uh, I don't care who goes next, but Dan, let's grab these Super Chats real quick before they get too far behind the chat. So I'll put sure. them up. Yeah, Fat Boy Horror with the Five Pound Super Chat. What a lineup. Get him signed up for the Premier League of Podcasts. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, sir. Appreciate uh, it. Yes. Always showing up. PlayStation is better. Dollar nine super chat. Thank you for showing up. Where's Jeff Scrub? Rand, you're a liar. YouTube PlayStation wild. is better. Gosh. Is this nice? I was I was on Spawncast last night, and there's this guy X Trash uh, who was on there talking smack about Jeff Grubb and myself and Nate. And uh, is, oh, is this okay. your other account? Okay, all right, maybe. I don't know why he's spending money on this show. Spending money, yeah. For the he's donation. Spending money there, buddy. We'll be spending money. You're a liar, bro. God. Damn. You you two, you're dragging me down. You're dragging my good name through the mud, right? All right. <laughs> Get oh, it from uh Yeah, we have the Lyle. $5 super chat. Thank you, sir. I would like to request that someone on the panel do an impression of Jeff. <laughs> I'm Ooh, leaving I... that up to Miles or Rand. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I can't do a good UK accent. I'm sorry. I just I... 
Uh, yeah, I can do a really bad stereotypical Mrs. Doubtfire one, but um... <laughs> hello, everyone. This is Jez Corden from Windows Central. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm clipping that out, Miles. I'm clipping that out. Uh, Halo's a Lego though. game. It's it's horrible. Halo's Halo sucks. Pokemon's cool though. So, <laughs> all right, cool. who's uh who's got the next Xbox story? How you got the OG? Um, let me dive in there. So my my kind of transition into Xbox, similar to Rand, I I love Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, one of my favorite consoles of all time. PlayStation One, one as well. PlayStation One killed it. Came out of the gate with a ton of amazing games. When you really yeah. think about the PlayStation as a debut console and what it had, it was remarkable. Like yes. they had so many incredible exclusive games. So I was, I love my PlayStation. I was all in, I had hundreds of PlayStation one games. I remember a lot of people talking about Xbox and, you know, Microsoft just coming in and trying to buy their way into gaming. What's up <laughs> with that? Um, Thankfully and, they got away from that. And uh, <laughs> it kind of, <laughs> It came out right around the t just the perfect time for me because I was almost 13, I think, when the uh, the Xbox launched. And if you remember early 2000s marketing, oh, it was bad, but so good. It was so like edgy and like catering to yo, you like skateboarding, you like Mountain Dew, then you're gonna love <laughs> Xbox, brother. And I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm a, I'm a teen. I'm a, I'm a badass kid. I'm ready for some mature gaming. It looks so you're like saying that marketing worked on you. Yeah, I was dumb. I was a dumb 12 year old kid. They nailed it. If you were a dumb 12 year old in the year 2000 to 2001. Don't tell me you weren't buying into that. Don't tell me you weren't, because that is false. If you were a strong male gamer in, at the age of 12, in 2001, uh, you were in. So yeah, I, I, I bought in. Um, the first game I ever played was actually uh, Hunter the Reckoning, was the first game where I was like, whoa, okay. Xbox is doing something here. Like this, this is interesting to me. And then I played Halo Combat Evolved. And that was like that was the game that solidified like like so many of us my my love of Xbox and my kind of focus on multiplayer gaming because for me I I like single player experiences uh, I play them a lot but I've always liked the social aspect of gaming having your friends come over going to your friend's house and now in this day and age playing games online and I think Xbox really captured that with with the launch of the original xbox having the four players locally uh split screen uh obviously the the halo land parties yeah. getting sweaty stinking up someone's basement with 16 dudes in one tight ass space um a lot of great <laughs> memories there with 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 multiplayer specifically for xbox and since then multiplayer has always kind of been my my driving force in gaming and why i love gaming is, is having that connection with someone else online and um it's, you know, Nintendo and PlayStation at the time just, just couldn't give me that. So yeah. <laughs> um, transition to Xbox, still, still you know, had PS2, had Nintendo 64, had the GameCube, but that was kind of the start of my, my love, you could say, of, of Xbox. Awesome. I'll jump in next. Uh, we, when the for Xbox first came out, I was not interested uh, in the slightest. I was very recently able to purchase my first, like, in the moment modern console with the playstation 2 and i was all in on that um i had a ps1 prior to that i loved that and xbox was this weird kind of niche thing that it felt to me like the sega saturn in a lot of ways and that i knew it was a thing but i didn't know it what it was or what it really did and it wasn't until i went to college in 2004 uh that somebody in the dorm room had it and they were doing lamp lamp parties and such 
uh, connecting kind of through the dorm networks, which was my first exposure to it. And in playing Halo one and two, at first, I thought they were both terrible. Um, I really hated them both. Uh, I did not like them at all. What? Yeah, stick with me, guys. Stick with me. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm tuning <laughs> the rest of this out. It was just, it was atrocious. And I was like, well, this is bad. Um, but He's like, stick with me. Stick with me. We round them all up. Stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then uh, Gears of War begins to get marketed. That Mad World trailer really hit hard because it was the first time we'd really seen something like that. You're all the way to Xbox gaming. 360 now. <laughs> You're cheating. Because it You're was jumping. 2004. It was 2004 when I first kind of saw it. And then the, the marketing for 360 started. And upon seeing that, my uh, college brilliance led me to go sell plasma uh, and do odd jobs for, for professors to save up to buy a 360. And very much uh, picked up a 360. And like Rand, I was skeptical about online gaming in general. Got my first headset and linked up. And Gears of War was a surreal experience for me. Uh, and then from there... I rounded back to, to Halo 2 and realized the, the quality of it, uh, as it were. Halo 3 came out, really enjoyed that. But I was always a Gears guy in the beginning. Um, it wasn't until Reach that I fell in love with Halo. But that 360 uh, led to so many friendships because people would stop mm -hmm. by my room and my dorm room and, and be like, whoa, is this the new Xbox? Is this, you know, what is this? And see uh, Gears of War, which at the time, I remember the 360 was the one that took us from SD to HD. And so that was how I jumped into mm. to uh, the world of Xbox and then retroactively tried out, you know, Halo 2 and really gave it a chance. It was really neat. You uh, you jumped way ahead. So I I'm very disappointed <laughs> in this. Yeah, yeah. relevant. <laughs> yeah, it's how he got into the platform. Let's grab these Super Chats real quick, Dan. Yes, sir. From uh, the Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. $2 Super Chat from Brop. I was an Xbox Live beta tester. Prop. Prop. That's how I pronounce it. Bra, I know. Bra. Enrique, bra. thanks, man. I appreciate like it. Prop, yeah. Enrique. Mo in the house as well. Mo, 499 Super Chat. Thank you, sir. Happy Sunday, boys. Hello, the panel. Kick off a Sunday. Cheers to you and the viewers. Thanks, Mo. Thanks, Mo. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. All right. So now that we can uh, go back to the original Xbox, thanks, Luke. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll do mine real fast because it's really simple. I bought it for Kotor. And that was it. I, just, <laughs> I that was late in the like, cycle. Like, yeah, that was a few years in. Yeah, I didn't need to because all the games I played back then were on the PlayStation 2. And I already had that. So I was just kind of like, eh. So it really wasn't like culturally or gaming significant for me because mm -hmm. at the time I didn't really play a lot of multiplayer either. So um, there was like, like it, it's just kind of this big curve of where my multiplayer <laughs> comes in in my gaming cycle. But um. <clears throat> So I mean, I played Halo. I played Halo Two when I when I got it, uh, just for the campaigns, um, and that was basically it. I mean, <laughs> there was a few games here and there I'd pick up, uh, but I played mostly on PlayStation back then, just because mm. I already had it, you know. And all, all the games related, it's a lot of third party stuff, um, but there were some really good third party stuff out there that were on both consoles. So that was more my bag, and still really is. It's kind of how I've been gaming for a while. So. See, yeah, I see think, Dan uh, knows. Dan knows. It's all, you, you had PlayStation. You didn't need Xbox. So am I the only one here who actually had the OG Xbox uh, I have rated it. as the, the highest memory, like the one, probably the best memories, actually, I would say. Out of, of that generation? Out of all the um, out of all the Xbox consoles. 
Oh, oh. Wow. yeah, nice. no. I uh, no, you're wrong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say to Dan's point, there there are a lot of games that are only on the OG Xbox that I think are excellent. I don't think it gets yeah. enough credit for its library it compared sure to doesn't. PS2. Now, PS2 obviously has like a monumental library, right? I'm not arguing that. But yeah. uh, Xbox does have quite a few games, whether you look at KOTOR, Jade Empire, original Splinter Cell at the time. It had the better versions of a lot of like third party games like Grand Theft Auto, right? Because you could play in 1080i at the time, which was big. Uh, surround sound it had at the time. Like it had a lot of things that PS2 did at the yeah, time. Yeah, but you had to wait though, Ains. Grand Theft Auto what? was like a six months, you know, he can't Something wait six change. months for Grand Theft Auto, right? <laughs> Something right. never came to PS2. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the one thing I'll, I'll say about it, and I think it gets kind of overlooked, you know, if you were on the front end of like when they started rolling out the online. Uh, there was just something different and almost magical about that. Like just, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but do you remember like your long distance phone bills for for talking to friends and families and things like that out of state back in the day? You know, and they were used to try to sell, a, you know, they had the pyramid schemes to try to get you into better phone plans and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and like, this was like a revolutionary thing where all of a sudden you were able to, to talk to your buddies across the state for free or even in other countries. And it was sure. um, it, like from a social standpoint, it was like a whole new world for me. And I think that's one of the reasons why that particular console really sticks. It, it, it didn't, it, it didn't, um, you know, I agree. Like when it comes to exclusives, it, it, it didn't really, if you put a put together list, it doesn't stack up, but I think in some ways it had a certain magic to it because it was trying to do things that were, you know that were never done before with you know with, with the hard drive in there and some of the games that use that and you know some yeah of the some PC of the uh, someone just possible. mentioned ripping CDs to the hard drives and gaming yeah. to them that was yeah. awesome man yeah I so remember just, I remember yeah. seeing games in, on shelves like uh, Star Wars like Obi Wan which was very exclusive to the I original Xbox game. I've never played it and to this day I still want to just because I was oh, a so kid good. seeing it you still really? want to it's been twenty years Luke you can go ahead and play it <laughs> <laughs> how do you find it you know and then like. Yeah. <laughs> seeing like those kind of deals and then they also had like doom 3 which was one of my favorite pc yeah. games of all time they had that available on the original xbox which was before i stopped exactly. my 360 had morrowind too yeah morrowind. that yeah. was what got me so yeah. yeah i guess i'll tell my story now my my story was that stay only with know. xbox travis just do not <laughs> understand the instructions i will not <laughs> be going and to don't, and don't start eating the same like you guys That's right. um, so uh I was I was sold on the Xbox from day one, and I actually was an original Xbox day one owner, uh, which is significant for me That's because cool. uh, the original Xbox came out when I was in sixth grade. It was 2001. <laughs> 9-11 had just happened. You know, we needed a win. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> in the, I, that's, that's the, two, the two things I remember about sixth grade is 9-11 happened and the Xbox came out. That's all I remember. Uh, so, so you're, uh, you're, you were in sixth grade. Miles was 12 years old. Yeah, I was younger than Miles by a I was bit, 23. So yeah. I was going to say, I know, like, I, I was... know you had your first kid and you were going through your first, I don't know, more. You're not far off. I don't know what old you are not do. far off. Um, I, yeah. I think I was 20 for when, yeah. when the for OG. So Dan, how old were you? Old. Two years 58. older than me, so. Yeah. 25. <laughs> I think yeah, it was on his third life cycle. <laughs> I already had two kids. Dan had already yeah. red ringed at the time and started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. He, he's in the repair shop. Uh, 
Yeah, so the the reason that's significant for me that I owned an Xbox in sixth grade is because I never owned a console. I played all of them. I played PS1, PS2, the SNES, NES, all that stuff. But I did it by like grifting people, like getting friends and like going over to their house and like figuring out like clever ways, like, okay, who can I like, you know, get myself nested in so that I could play their video games and that sort of stuff. That's that's what you had to do back in the day if you didn't if you just wanted to play video games, you didn't have any friends. Uh so I, I would like figure out ways to play it, but I was sold on the Xbox because I was thinking, you know, the this American company with the richest guy ever, Bill Gates, is making this console. It's going to make all these little plastic Japanese toys look like nothing. It's just going to be like the craziest thing ever, you know, this this American console. So I, I was sold on it. Uh, you know, The Rock was associated with it back with that uh, flat top haircut. Uh, I was totally bought into that stuff. And I also thought the online was crazy. But the thing that sold me was that, it was making PC games, which were so inaccessible at the time, especially to someone like me. It was making them accessible at a pretty low price point, all things considered. So I was like saving money for like a year ready to buy this thing. And I bought it on day one. I had Halo Comet Evolved, Project Gotham Racing, Dark yes. Summit, uh, all, all those kind of like must have day one uh, launch games. And then I also bought and played Obi-Wan Luke. So I was living your dream as a kid. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. I was a huge Star Wars fan. So that was never not going to be a thing. But then to your point, like Doom, I was able to play that on the Xbox. I played Morrowind, a game I never would have been able to afford to play if it were not for the Xbox. That was something you couldn't do on PlayStation. Uh, and the idea that I could play all these PC games and have an online experience for uh a, a lower price was crazy to me and so i saved up to make that like the first console i actually owned myself that was like i you know i bought it with my money and uh the other thing was that uh you know i think i think randall said uh you know who the heck is this bungee guy i knew who bungee was and i loved bungee when that game when the xbox was coming out they had just released oni earlier that year and I love that game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. So when when they said, you know, they're releasing this first person shooter, you're somehow going to be able to play on a controller. I also hated playing with a mouse and keyboard. Still do. Long live that uh, in my life. And so the fact that I was going to be able to play a shooter on the Xbox that was made by one of my favorite development companies ever uh, was like such a, a big selling point. So um, the original Xbox will always have a special place in my heart. It was like a huge leap of faith to buy that console. And it paid off so well because I love that console from the moment I played it. I think the first game I played was not Halo, which was a huge mistake because the second I put Halo on the console, I don't think I slept until I'd beaten it like three times. Me and my brother like played that game split screen. Um, but yeah, I have so many good memories of that, even though I was a younger guy. Like I've been playing Xbox ever since, which is why, aside from Randall, I have the highest gamer score here. So, <laughs> so you're saying that Halo CE launched with campaign co-op. Is that what I'm hearing? I am saying that <laughs> it did launch with campaign co-op. Back then, you had to launch with all your features because the industry was worse. There's no um, way you can enjoy it otherwise. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't like the game. Not otherwise. possible. Um, <laughs> so I told take this, that, Miles. Are you gonna take this? What's going on? <laughs> I've made my uh, my stance clear. All right. I love Halo. Uh, I love co-op. All right. You can say what you will, but for me, Halo Infinite. Will not be as good without co-op at launch. I've said it. I'll say it again. Disagree. I'll say it a hundred times. Okay. Today, <laughs> all you selfish single-player gamers out there, boo, boo you, <laughs> boo you, boo you. Uh, uh, Miles, I got your message. I can't be your campaign manager for Pegasus Nation President uh, 2022. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm busy. I'm booked. Uh, okay. It takes right. way too much time and effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I've, I've told this story a bunch of times, so I'll keep it real quick. But I, like I said right at the start, I had GameCube pre-order with six games. I was older, 23. I was making good money. So I, I was buying my own stuff by that point. And um, I went in to EB Games to finish paying off my GameCube and everything. And they had the original Xbox kiosk there, uh, which I had never considered. Picked up the controller. They had Halo on, of course, second level, open, you know, when you land on the ring, of course. Played it. Played with, you know, shooting some elites with the needler and stuff. And I literally couldn't put it down. I I was spent like 25 minutes standing at that kiosk. Went, it was in a mall, right? Like, remember those things called malls? Um, uh, yeah. Walked back through, did something. I was with my girlfriend and I was like, let me just, let me just go back in there before we leave. And I, I played again. And then like, I went home, couldn't get it out of my head. And um, he broke up that day. No, actually <laughs> the opposite. Um that was November. You, when you married that? her that day? November 15th. <laughs> That's a good side question, though. Have you ever broken up with somebody over an Xbox game? I have. This is a, <laughs> so we should, uh, this has got to be a separate section. <laughs> uh, but no, we actually went back that night and she bought me an Xbox with Halo um, oh, that wow. night. So had it from the start. My GameCube collected dust and all I played was Halo for months on end. I mean, LAN parties like travis said campaign over and over and over again um it just yeah the game was revolutionary to me so and then obviously once you got the halo 2 and live i was a live beta tester you know xbox live i was huge in online play i had been on pc gaming like ultima online now we're getting really old going back to the original like pc online dreamcast i was big into their sega net and playing online on dreamcast and so xbox live was just like the next best thing for me i loved it tons of crimson skies um you know all those games what was it what was that original game that came with um xbox lives kit uh damn i can't remember now what was it like I can revolt, revolt. Oh, revolt. I think, yeah, yeah revolt and then uh, amp 2 came out snowboarding you know all those games those original mm -hmm. xbox live games i just love so it's amazing amazing so to your point, Abe, one of my favorite consoles of all time. I still have my original Xbox. Uh, it's modded yeah. now, so it has the hard drive with like 20,000 games on it. Oh, wow. um, you know, all the emulators and stuff, mm -hmm. but I still have it. Still have the box, everything. I, I just love it. Love it. Do you have Obi-Wan? <laughs> I, I probably have it burnt on the hard drive because you could burn the original <laughs> Xbox games to the hard drive. You go to Blockbuster, rent a game, burn it to the hard drive. I didn't do this. A friend did. Um, and then you would just... <laughs> you would have those games so yeah obi-wan bizarrely like a lot of things so this is me getting into <laughs> me knowing way too much about star wars but that game obi-wan it is it, like a lot of stuff in the star wars universe it was canon even though it should not have been and it's <laughs> like all the stuff that obi-wan apparently did during episode one when he was off camera which is a lot of that movie <laughs> and he's just like off doing crazy stuff and it was like all canon it's not canon anymore thank god but like you know it's just <laughs> one of those things i think about all the time like yeah he was off like just killing gungans for like two hours it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> show that at all it's just like, <laughs> anyway that's so crazy uh dale let's catch up on super chats for what all right <laughs> man you think about that all the time? Like, oh, every like, day. I think, I think about, like, I think about that. <laughs> I think about that. I wish I had it. I wish I had your problem. I think about the fact that in, in, the old, in the old Star Wars canon, an Ewok canonically killed Darth, Darth Sidious. Uh, in one of the Game Boy games, because that was also canon. It, it's insane to me, all the stuff that used to be canon. You're anyway. All right, Persian Knight for the $10 <laughs> Super Chat. <laughs> Figured I'd take a break from Forza Horizon 5 and celebrate 20 years with you guys. 20 years. Is it Zurich? 
Rise Azure. of Pura. Azure. 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 Oh. I never played it. Rise of Purathea. <laughs> what the hell? Game? Dan, you smell no toast idea. right now. Wasn't that the original? <laughs> that was like the original Avatar, right? That's what inspired yeah. James Cameron's Avatar. Was that the one with no loading screens? I thought that was look insane. I have no idea. I don't remember. It was. I think it was like the first game with zero loading screens. Like all the areas were connected, so it kind of had like the original Dark Souls vibe, where you oh, were just okay. sort of like hmm. freely exploring the world. But I remember that game was just at the main thing it was advertised was like it no loading screens, and it didn't have any. It was like crazy to me. I, I awesome. played that whole game. So awesome. good. Persian, yeah. thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, we got Mads from Poland as well. That's right. What is the? Is that a euro? Or is that like a Polish currency? It's, it's Polish it's currency. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's a, for the next 20 years of DirectX box. Gosh, yes, the DirectX box. By the way, me. have you guys seen the stuff that Seamus has been sharing on Twitter, man, of like mm, the history yeah. of, you know, the name and original documents well, the for Xbox? videos that he did? Yeah, really yeah, cool. Really cool. It's crazy that one guy has so much like history. He's like a oh, walking yeah. museum for the I know. Xbox no people. kidding. Mm -hmm. No kidding. And uh, Eric, our newest uh, season gaming contributor in the house. Yeah, random yeah, game. Eric, is that Canadian? All right. I'm having a hard time <laughs> seeing anything. It's like 40 cents. <laughs> I'm going to be it. showing Thanks, up brother. with like, my, my little readers here pretty soon. Hey, <laughs> dad duties, but shout out to the panel, the best of the Xbox community. OG Xbox for the win. Yes, thank Thanks, you, Eric. And, and congrats again. Eric just had his second kid like a week ago. So he's got big on his hands. So Man. appreciate it, guys. Um, all right. A couple things on original Xbox before we jump to 360 is so uh, a couple of kind of questions for you guys. See if you know this. So the best selling games on the original Xbox. I know you're not allowed to look it up. Let me see those hands. Yeah. I mean, best selling games on the original yeah. Xbox. It kind of goes without saying we know that Halo, you know, Halo is going to dominate here. Halo 2 was eight and a half million copies, which if you think about how little the original Xbox sold is kind of crazy. That's an attach rate of mm -hmm. like. 40% or something. Yeah. Remember, um, you know the X, you know the Halo 2 sold well because that was I I just remember that was how friend list works on the Xbox console. Like yeah. you, yes, you had your your own friends list, but the Halo 2 friends list was your real friends list. Like that's how <laughs> all that's for all of your friends were the only <laughs> place you could find them. Yep. <laughs> Nobody used the actual in-game friends list. That was insane. No, Halo Halo 2 was revolutionary in many ways for because yeah. of that. Yeah. Halo CE was second with uh over five million. But what was the next best selling game on the original Xbox behind the two Halos? Circus Maximus. Yes. <laughs> I totally forgot about that game. Obi Wan. <laughs> no. no. Man, who would it, would it be? It, it should have been. It should, like Star Wars, you would think usually Star Wars moves copies, nope. but that was, at, that, that was at the height of Star Wars. Yeah, no. It's not a Madden or a FIFA? No, no, it's, it's, it not, it's not one of those like third party oh. games you'd think of. No. Oh. Back then, yeah. they weren't, They you know, you're talking 2002, <clears throat> three, they weren't the same. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a third party um, game, you're saying? It's, it's probably not Morrowind. Nobody liked that game back then. Crimson <laughs> Skies? Nope. So, that was terrible. Fusion no, Frenzy. Good. It was not terrible. You shut your mouth. <laughs> no, Fusion Frenzy. Nope. I'm, are, we, are there any other right. games? Uh, <laughs> is, is Halo right. Combat Evolved one of them? Yeah, I said Halo 2 is first, Halo Combat Evolved second. But what was oh, so you're doing three and four. Yeah, yeah. So the, the next one is Fable. Oh, oh yes, yeah. of course. That hidden I, that, gem. That was my breakup. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> a whole panel of Xbox Knights guys. Game. No one talked about Fable. Knights of the Old Republic That's... is definitely number four. Oh man, there's so many things you can say about Fable. Really? I, uh, but I I remember the hype more than the game. Uh, I just remember <laughs> Peter Montalou and how many times I had uh, you know arguments with um, 
<laughs> arguments on, on message boards about how the OG Xbox was better because our game, you could step on a seed and then a, a tree is going to grow, you know, like that whole, remember <laughs> all that Peter Monolith yeah. stuff from the oh, yeah. Project yeah. Ego? Always Man. promising the world. Uh, Fable <laughs> was third with 3 million copies. Uh, next was the Grand Theft Auto double pack before San Andreas came out. Just yeah. three and vice, mm -hmm. and then fourth was Splinter Cell. Remember, they had the original Splinter Cell as an exclusive oh, yeah. to counter yeah. Metal Gear oh, Solid at the time. Humongous drop off there. Yeah. Was it? I mean, geez. Yeah. Little known so. fact about Fable is it broke up Travis and his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact about Fable. So, that was my brain. So, highest rated games again, Halo CE is a 97. If you go way back in the archives of Metacritic. Grand Theft Auto Double Pack was a 96, Halo 2, 95. But what is the next highest rated game? And another game none of us have mentioned that was a banger, I'm using the word, on the original Xbox. Otagi, Myth of Demons. <laughs> SSX Tricky. SSX, yeah. No. Ninja no. Gaiden? Project Gotham Racing. Oh, who said it? Ninja Gaiden Black. Ninja Gaiden Black. Good call. Yes. Yep. 94 on Metacritic. Favorite. Damn, I played that yesterday. That's such a good game. It's still a good game. You can it's still, still good. I mean, it, nothing yeah. works, but it's back, good. Back when reviewers gave uh, 90s out like candy. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> if you go back to the old games, there's just 90s just everywhere. I mean, yeah. it was, they were just, they were just like, happy to have video games. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox and uh, the Xbox 360 era, like reviewers are just like 90. You you came out, you got a 90 because once the Xbox One hit, man, they didn't give out 90s a lot anymore. Did they? <laughs> And just for a laugh, the lowest rated game of all time on the original Xbox was a game Ooh, I had forgotten about. Games for that console. Yes, there were quite a few. Drake of the 99 Dragons. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that is a really bad game. That barely I've works, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it was considered unplayable, and its Metacritic is a 22. It actually bricked some, some people's Xboxes. I remember that game. You guys remember the best marketing campaign for a game for the OG go, Xbox? Go for it. Million dollars um, for Advent Rising. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Win a million dollars. So many people bought that. I, I think bought I bought that it because of that. Rich. Yeah. Rand, when are we getting the sequel? You're now you're the man with the million. What's your source so. is telling you? Because we're still waiting for the rest of that trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Is that game back? What about that? Brute Force? Remember Brute Force? Brute Force. Oh, the Halo oh, Killer. Yeah, yeah the Halo. The Halo one of the many Halo Killers. Yes. <laughs> it was made by Bungie, wasn't it? Or no, did no. you know that was the end for them? Blinks the time cat, or what was yeah, Blinks the time sweeper. Yeah, it was some ex bungee devs, some some bungee people were involved in that game, brute force. Yeah, so. they're like, we can do our own company and beat Halo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how'd that work out? Nope, oh, I remember Fight yes. Club was a travesty of a fighting game back then. I know that's oh, a very yeah. niche thing, uh, but like it had x ray and. and it got so good. Didn't it have like Fred Durst or something in it? Yeah, was it Fred Durst crazy. a playable character in the Fight <laughs> Club game? Yeah, something. Somebody fact wild. check it. Because I'm that's either a, a fever dream or the reality of that game. <laughs> you remember Bruce Lee, Quest of the Dragon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody also said didn't British. Mention the, the oh, Riddick. Yes. The, the Duke, right? right? I don't know about the you guys, Diesel. but. I did not like the Duke. I needed no, that Xbox uh, the controller S, S, the S controller yeah. S. Yeah, I did I don't not think anybody like the Duke. liked it. I tolerated nah. it. Controller S was amazing at the time, though. That was like mm -hmm. my favorite controller when it came out finally. Mm. Yeah, asymmetrical sticks for life. That's why a PlayStation controller will never be as yes. good as the Xbox controller. One hundred percent. Speak it. <laughs> I keep hoping they'll just eventually cave. Nintendo cave. Nintendo of all people caved and said, "Yeah, this every is the way other to company. Do it. Every they other company." Will. 
There were those leaked documents before the PS5 came out where they apparently tried to move the stick and uh, the, play, the PlayStation powers of be were like, nope. Don't you happening. dare. Don't you yeah. do it. They uh, should do it. They should, please. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They absolutely. They're going to put their games on PC day one before they actually make the sticks proper configuration. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, I, I love the Duke. I still, I still in that generation, I prefer the Duke over there. Even though the the black you and white crazy, were sir. Let me see those hands. Let me see those whole. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> it takes up his whole screen. You got the banana fingers <laughs> holding that thing, dude. I He's love those, the uh, fucking Duke, man. I was in That's sixth grade. Fingers. I had to put it on the ground and go like this, like I was working a typewriter. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's uh, since uh, Luke took us there twenty five minutes ago, let's go ahead and get to the Xbox three sixty. <laughs> It's time to tell my story. (laughs) It all started. It all started back on a night on November 22nd, 2005. The Xbox 360 launched merely four years after the OG Xbox. Uh, Obviously, a hugely, hugely successful system. And in my opinion, continue to maintain that the Xbox 360 did more for the gaming, the console gaming industry than uh, nearly any other console in history. Um, It really was revolutionary in a lot of ways. Um, but let's uh, let's have kind of the same story going to uh, 360. Like any any kind of funny stories about launch nights or anticipation events, anything like that with 360. Do you guys remember the build up to the Xbox 360 launch and how? Yeah. I don't know if it was just my area or if this was like a coordinated marketing push, but oh, all of the demos for Xbox 360 in store before it launched were. Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was the that was the showcase oh, yeah. title. It looked so good. I it still looked, have it. I still it have my so good. Copy. I remember yeah. going to Target and playing the demo in the store and looking at the the T Rex coming down and looking at these giant centipedes in the game and I was like, this is ridiculous. This was like the biggest jump graphically that I remember in in my lifetime is seeing Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't get one at launch. Um, I got one very shortly after because shortly after launch, one of one, a game came out called uh, Dead Rising, yes. um, and Dead Rising to me, playing that at a friend's house, that was the selling point for me to get an Xbox 360. I remember booting that up, seeing it, seeing all the zombies on the screen, seeing yes. everything you could do, and be like, "How is this possible? You could not do this on the Xbox." There was so much going on the screen, so much carnage. And Dead Rising was the game where I went home and I, I traded in my original Xbox, traded in a bunch of my games to um, Game Crazy, which used to I be part of yeah, Hollywood Video. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, worked, oh, I worked for uh, a year at Game Crazy. Great Shout nice. out to Game nice. Crazy. Yeah. The le- way better trade in value, uh, Game Crazy, gotta say. Um, so I traded in all my ex- original <laughs> Xbox stuff, got an Xbox 360, and Dead Rising. So I, I basically traded in all my games on original Xbox outside of Halo and Fable and had an Xbox 360 with one game. I played so much Dead Rising 1. So, so much Dead Rising 1. Still one of my favorite games of all time. Awesome. So, I guess I'll go, because this is where I officially become the man with the million, right? Uh, <laughs> you true. start your journey. So, story. you know, um, I, I've been gaming, well, the, the console that I remember, like, ha- my first memory of, like, that I, it was the NES, right? Sure. Even though I had like the Atari and the ColecoVision, I don't have any memories of those systems. So, you know, I, I had the NES, I had Sega Genesis, uh, didn't have a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo 64, which is 
obviously the reason why I don't care for Nintendo. I don't have the nostalgia like Miles does, right? You don't have taste, um, is what it is. I guess. I guess that may be. You know, Playstations, uh, the GameCube. I will say the 360 is probably, if I had to get down to it, my favorite system of all time. Because um, it definitely is the system I played the most games on, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. Of so I tried getting one at. Lo- all right. Also, got to go in the mindset. You got to remember who I was then. I was PlayStation, dude. <laughs> right? I was like, you know what? Why would I want to get an Xbox 360? It's all about the PS3, baby. Right? So I would, you know, reluctantly watch Xbox's uh, press conferences. Right? And I'd be like, okay, yeah, that kind of looks good. You know, I'll probably get one because because Halo at the time, Halo 2 was going to be upscaled to, I believe, 720p on the Xbox 360. And I was still playing Halo all the time. So I'm like, well, maybe I want to get this Xbox 360 to upscale my Halo. So I tried getting one at launch, um, went all around like Circuit City, which was actually alive back then, you know, like so couldn't find one. So I ended up getting one in January of the following year. And, you know, I basically... I played Call of Duty 2 and that first achievement unlocked. And I'm like, hello, what is this? This is very... Oh. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. Okay. Uh, goodness. And they were you know? so different back then, too. It was like nine achievements in a game. Yeah. You know? And I was like, and I was like, I kind of want to get all of these. And normally, <laughs> yeah. I would play a game. It was just like, whatever. I, I, I play a game. I put it on normal. I just want to beat it. But like Call of Duty made you like, basically, you had to beat the game on veteran, right? So I deliberately went out of my way to start like playing games on whatever difficulty the achievements would have. And I'm like, I like getting these things. And I already had a Gamefly account because uh, I owned, you know, GameCube, the Xbox 360, or the GameCube, the, the original Xbox, and uh, the PS2. And I was getting games from Gamefly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, I'm open my subscription to four. And I'm getting all these games for the 360 because I want all these achievements, right? I'm like, I'm addicted. Like, I want to, I want to play all these games. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is all new. Temp- this is just temporary because when PlayStation 3 comes out, it's over, baby. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's done. Like, they're gonna come in and just wipe the. You guys remember the Kill Zone? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the trailer, right? And, oh, like, you know, all, all the all the CG bull that they were pulling back down, yep. like. This Halo is going killer. to destroy the Xbox 360 when the PS3 comes out. Xbox is going to have nothing. And then they had that infamous uh, E3 with like Ridge Racer and, yeah. uh, you know, hey, crab put the enemy over. crab over. And I'm sitting there watching <laughs> yeah. this and I'm just like. And the $600. Yeah. And then, and then they six $600. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? PlayStation ain't for me anymore. <laughs> what, you um, didn't want that second job, Rand? Yeah, I didn't have the second job at the time. <laughs> he didn't want to keep one. At the he didn't want to keep layer? one. He's playing Halo, baby. <laughs> what about Lair, dude? Yeah, no, no, PlayStation oh, didn't, layer. and then wow. PlayStation didn't have a good lineup for years, and I, yeah, I felt like I years. made the great decision, and like, Xbox was, they were killing it, man, you had, you know, you had the launch games, uh, you know, you had a Oblivion launch, like, in March, I think, yeah. uh, of that year, um, yes, it did. you had Saints Row uh, launch, yeah. uh, you had a, a, a Ghost Recon, right? Um, oh, yes. So you and had all Call these Call of games. Duty 2 was amazing at the time. Yeah, you had all these games that were, were exclusive to Xbox because <laughs> PlayStation hadn't launched yet, uh, the PS3, and by the time PS3 launched, the Gears of War launched, uh, and I was just like, yeah, man. like, what do you, like, you didn't need a PlayStation. It was just because they had nothing. So I was just like, okay, this is, this is where I'm going to be. And then, like, 
yeah, basically the whole generation, I was playing as many games as I possibly could. Uh, and then Xbox Live Arcade started up, yeah. which completely changed like the start of the digital marketplace and, and stuff like that. And we got some gems like Braid and Braid. Yeah. Uh, God, what's that? Shadow what's Complex. that Metroidvania game? Shadow, Shadow Complex. Complex. Shadow Complex. Oh, it, was, it was so cool. Castle and Crashers was it? Castle Crashers, Super Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy, yeah, Super Meat Boy, yep. Um, Monday Night Combat, Monday Night one Combat, of the things, yo, Monday Night Combat, yeah. One of the things I remember most vividly <laughs> for me about the 360 was Bioshock, uh, oh, yes. 2007. Probably my favorite. If I had to pick like the my favorite experience of the 360 gen, <laughs> it'd be that game because I don't know if you guys remember that game leaked early at Kmart. Remember, they started selling it early. Uh, Kmart. One of my uh, buddies. Kmart. One of my buddies was able to buy three copies, and I paid him hundred dollars to to mail it to me. Man, so they're scalping Bioshock. back in the day. So I had Dan, they, they were ahead of the game, Dan. Yeah, they were, they were doing that season gaming. Uh, it's right. Oh, East, uh, early. <laughs> oh man. So so I had Bioshock a week early, before any reviews were coming out, and I started playing, and my mind was completely blown. Like. Yeah. I didn't know about the twist because nobody was talking about the game. And I was just, this is, I was sitting there. I'm like, this is like one of the greatest things I've ever experienced. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the Batman games, like, I'm like the 360 was just such an incredible machine. Um, and I basically spent all my time on it. You know, I, I kind of got, I still played a lot of halo, halo three, um, halo reach and stuff, but I started more playing like as many games as I possibly could because of my gamer score addiction. And I started playing less desirable games like Hannah Montana and my horse. <laughs> and, you know, the games you had to play to keep up with the Joneses, but yeah, bro, like 360 to me um, is my favorite system of all time. And it's kind of like the precursor of the current uh, systems right now that we have. It all started with the 360. Agree. Um, yeah. but I, I can't really, okay. I had seven systems die, which normally if you have a product die on you seven times, cause of the red ring of death, you're probably, but at the time it was like, where am I going to go? PlayStation was three was, was horrible. Like in the early 2006, 2007, 2008. So even mm -hmm. though, and it's funny, miles brought up King Kong because that was my first system died because of King Kong. I was playing <laughs> it and it literally red ring of death while I was playing it. So yeah, it's six six or seven systems die, um, but I just kept on coming back for more. Man, uh, I love the awesome. games, and uh, you know, love the system. Loved the, I loved everything about it basically, except for the fact that it died. So yeah, that's so my story. That. Controller too. Don't forget that. Yes. Such a yeah, controller. great controller too. Um, yeah, mine. Uh, so I'll go real quick. Um, Mine, I, I was, um, again, I was kind of ahead of the curve. I was buying everything at the time. So I had Midnight Launch, had six games pre-ordered, um, went to Midnight Launch with a good buddy of mine, and uh, we picked it up. And at the time, I had gotten into my first house, and I had my first game room, dedicated game room, uh, with a projector and a 100-inch screen. Um, wow. And so we went to Midnight Launch, brought it back, hooked it up, and, uh, man, we played till... I think I played till like 1 p.m. the next day. So we played, you know, about about 12 hours straight, 13 hours straight uh, playing Ghost Recon. You know, Condemned was ridiculous at launch. My one of my favorite horror games of all time. Um, mm -hmm. But I'll give a shout out to the one game we did not think we would spend hours on that night. Geometry Wars. 
<laughs> oh man, you yeah. stole mine. You stole Hell mine. yeah, Geometry <laughs> Wars was so good, man. We just sat there passing the controller back and forth, playing, trying to beat each other's score. I gotta go look um, up your score now, Ains. I, I, you know, I take that. It used to be pretty high, probably not anymore, <laughs> but. Um, but no, what a what a fantastic launch. And um, yeah, man, uh, we can talk more about what the system did over the years, but just amazing and good call out on Bioshock, Rand. I think Bioshock, uh, I know you're talking Dan's language too, because uh, we talk all the time about that being one of the greatest games of all time. And yep. um, that game was just one of the most memorable experiences I've ever had. And let's not forget that by, to your point, Rand, about PS3 is that a lot of these gigantic like 98 meta games were only on 360. They weren't mm -hmm. on PS3 because PS3 was so hard to code for at the time. Mm -hmm. So yep. people forget that Bioshock was exclusive. Mass Effect was exclusive yep. to the 360. Um, Oblivion, exclusive to the 360. So like you had all these giant games that you could only play on Xbox, which was a complete reversal of what people were used to with their playstations right at the time mm. so i think that's a big part of what made 360 so special at the time so anyway who's up i, I will not go quickly because i could give a two-hour ted talk on this uh, <laughs> 360, yeah i mean we could so, like 360 like, like seriously so like yeah. the year is 2005 the world has changed a lot. It it, it is crazy to me. Nine eleven. You guys, you guys say the U.S. was back. It was it was a mere four years after the original Xbox, which is insane to me because yeah. I don't know if you know this, but four years when you're in the sixth grade to when you're like fifteen in high school or whatever is like a long time. Like my my life was completely different when the three sixty came out. Four years is is like so. Now I'm now I'm. Uh, to me, Xbox has has achieved its goal. It's become like the best console ever, right? It it uh and it did that because I got to play PC games I never would have. I got to play Morrowind. Um, I have now, by this point in my life, broken up with a girl because of Fable. I have now, by this point in my life, uh, played so much Halo that it was disgusting. Halo Two and won several Halo Two tournaments in person in my local area in California. Uh, and was look at him. I, I was, I was, yeah. I dare say, a sweat lord, a try hard <laughs> at this point in my life. Um, so 2005 comes out or the comes around, and I've sort of realized by this point that video games can do something that has never been done before in media. And there's single player games like Knights of the Old Republic that tell stories that could never be recreated in a movie or any any other medium because of the nature of the story. Bioshock also proves that to Randall's point um and it also is doing stuff like creating these online platforms where you can meet people and play competitively like i was doing in halo 2 and so like at this point like video games are the future they're all i want to do right in, in 2005 i was super super stoked for oblivion as a as a morrowind you know hundreds maybe thousands of hours having played into it all the games you guys mentioned and uh i bought it day one i probably owned every single game on it and like randall thor was saying like the 360 changed the way people play video games. The achievement was one of the greatest inventions ever at the time, because like he was saying, like there weren't, there weren't a lot of reasons to play the game once you got through the story, but this like 
the achievements are the reason I play the game on the hardest difficulty now. Now I don't even think about it. But back then it's like, all right, well, why would I make things harder on myself? And now it's like, well, yeah, for the points. Obviously, you do it for the points. You want to get those harder achievements. You want to. And so now, like, you know, when I play Dark Souls and stuff, like I'm used to that more difficult experience because I've sort of like hardened myself by forcing myself to play on the hardest difficulty forever. And I don't think that that started until achievements. Well, it kind of started in Halo because I just wanted to be able to say I could beat it in Legendary. You know, that was like a flex on our friends. But uh, but it definitely started with like all games across the board with, uh, with the 360. And so, um, yeah, it was monumental. Like we can go into the history of it, but I was a day one, like owned every single game. Funny enough, I never got a Red Ring of Death with a 360 ever, but wow. my PS3 crashed the first week i owned it and I, it was it was literally dead i had the opposite experience everyone else i was like wow 360 is just so much more stable was my like uh my ex personal experience i don't know how how i lucked out on that one but uh yeah man i i the 360 was such a, a a golden era in both in my life and in like the games industry and it's interesting because now you see kind of the opposite happening where games are now trying to like replicate other forms of media. Now we've got single place stories that are kind of like trying to be blockbuster movies. And uh, I, I love that little pocket of time in the original Xbox 360 era where they were kind of like intentionally doing stuff that they knew like other forms of medium could never do. And, and just like being weird and experimenting. And there was so much growth in that period. And every time I think of that, I'm just like, that was like, we were out here just trying new crazy stuff all the time and some of it worked and some of it didn't, but it was just so exciting to be part of the industry at that time. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Let me show Mo's story real quick. He said, I had a friend who worked at GameStop for the 360 launch. They had 12 consoles in all pre-orders. He called number 12, told him they only received 11 so that Mo Ooh. could get his launch console. Nice. At 30, Mo, I appreciate Dirty. you though. I appreciate that's, you. That's nothing. <laughs> that GameStop employee? was named Ains. Yeah. <laughs> the year is 2005. Yeah, the year is 2005. So so for me, I mean, the 360 was one of those consoles that, I mean, it really kind of reformed my gaming habits. You know, it was just always, you know, next game, next game, next game, single player probably, you know, the the, the introduction of like the of Wi-Fi with a little wireless yeah, I, I had the two antenna ones. I had to, you know, it, as soon as it came out, had the camera, had the connect, had all that stuff. You know, I mean, it was it was one of those things. The the removable hard drive, you know, up mm -hmm. on top. You know, it was it was oh, there yeah, were so, so many cool. different things. You know that it just <clears throat> kind of changed, and then the PS3 came out a, a year later. I didn't even get one, and yeah. I never owned one. Um, and it was, Whoa. you know, ended up being cheaper. In the end, you know, I mean, it was always it was, it was a pretty good value for for what it was. So, and then you know, it, it was just game after game after game. It just seemed like, and it, I, I never thought for a second that I was missing anything anywhere else. You know, whether it be Nintendo or Sony, I always had enough, and I always had what I needed. And then when Modern Warfare came out, that was it. I mean, my it went my my multiplayer kind of went like this, and then went boom, and just stayed there. <laughs> And that's all I played. I mean, it was it was. You had a multiplayer phase, Dan. Phase, yeah. This is new I'm it was out like about twenty-four you. minutes wow. long. You should yeah. have seen it. It was like it was like three years of just Call of Duty stuff. It was like whoa. Well, what, that's why you war? hate multiplayer now. Yeah, yeah so you probably got toxic it. out. <laughs> I hit. I remember it was Modern Warfare Two, and I, I was playing it, and I was just like, nope, these twelve-year-olds. 
have got some mouths on them and I can't, even, you know, <laughs> it, it was just insane how, how quickly, you know, I mean, yeah, it, I'm guessing online multiplayer games are usually, I mean, they were always kind of toxic, but I was almost, I was a little bit into that where I was just kind of like, you know, I'll talk shit to you. I don't give a crap, you know, because you had to, or you just, you know, or you just muted the whole lobby. It was, it was all this stuff that was just new to me because I didn't, you know, my multiplayer up until that point was either local or on the PC, you know, like on a real tournament or something. So it was, it was nice, you know, to have the, the convenience of the console. Um, it, it was probably next to the PS2, probably my favorite console of all time. Um, just because of what, like you said, Ains, it, it, it kind of changed the industry uh, with everything that it brought to the table. Um, it, it, there was never, ever a shortage. And then once you were able to download your games, and mm -hmm. keep them on the hard drive that was it and that oh, yeah. that was the end of everything else for me i was like well the hell with all this other stuff now it also early on in the in the production i mean i did have the red rings i probably had three of them um i did have the best buy warranty so mm -hmm. they get, at one point they got kind of sick of me coming in i was like i i don't know what to tell you it's not like i'm setting this thing on fire it just keeps going you know so i'd go in they just give me a new console you know then in that one red ring so i'd bring another one in and do that well eventually they kicked me out and they wouldn't let me come in <laughs> no way really yeah. the one in olathe you know the well it's not it's not a best buy anymore over on merlin and i i thought i know what you mean or, yeah yeah so i mean <laughs> it got so bad that eventually they wouldn't let me bring my console in i was <laughs> i went in there to buy games and me and my buddy because we weren't like you know super rich i don't even care I, we would go buy a game actually this is what happened i bought a game i think it was fight night and we got home game wasn't in the box i'm like what the hell man no it's no cd so i was like so i went back i was like hey what the hell is this stuff i said you can't be selling me this these empty boxes I said, there's no damn game you know what it happens more often than you think is what you told me i said oh does it good because i paid like 30 bucks a game for about two years because me and my buddy would just switch off and find new best buys because fuck best buy <laughs> sorry i had to get that out there that was that was it was a contentious relationship at the time however oh don't you love physical media <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then but then yeah the digital media started coming i would just download games didn't care it was it was it was great and then you know going into the next you know generation it just got better for me but yeah the 360 it's it's hard to argue that it didn't change how the consoles you know and how gaming worked basically uh, especially with the introduction of multiplayer and uh, you know even though again at, at the time that was probably my peak but it, it was it was something else man I, I have so many memories of just sitting down in the room and just you know with my friends we had like a a, a whole website with like it was it was better with age it was bwa that's what we're, our thing was and we had like a humongous community of you know older guys that were you know, we, we just, you know, we were seasoned, you know, we were you know, kind of <laughs> like we are now, you know, it just, it was just, a, you know, we got, you know, we got groups together. We had tournaments, we gave, we had charities where we, we, uh, sent stuff to our, our, uh, members that were overseas in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, I think. And it was, it was, we did a lot of stuff and it was really cool. And then I don't know what happened with me uh, it just kind of <laughs> fell apart and then uh that's pretty much it 
but it was great. It was a good time, man. For sure. I, I can't believe no one has mentioned the blades yet. Anytime someone talks about 360, yeah. you talk about the UI and the blades when it's launched. Yeah. 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 Unpopular opinion. The blades were not very good. And I'm glad they went away because I think I, the, the original ones, the original, yeah. it, but they really weren't that good. It was like, no, no, it's, it's three, nostalgia. Three, of, three of them you never used. Let's be honest. Like some of those blades were just not doing the heavy lifting they needed. Uh, when they I, changed it to the new Xbox experience, it was much better. Even though I, I didn't, I didn't appreciate avatars, but the the dashboard changed after that. I don't know why people want the blades to come back. They they weren't very good. Nostalgia, man. It's it's pure yeah. nostalgia. That's, that's all it is. Yeah, it was I fast. Travatar, though, he was great. Travatar, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a that's <laughs> something. I do want to um jump on the i know i spoke a bit about the 360 earlier because that was my introduction to the original console truly was kind of retroactively but uh having people stop by my dorm room and see what hd gaming looked like was a really yeah. cool experience ace combat 6 was special seeing people play call of duty 2 with that those smoke physics was special but then yes the game i i am sure we all have a system or a game that that grew with us for me the 360 and its library I grew into adulthood uh, kind of with that, right? I exited college with the 360. I was playing through different games, Modern Warfare 2 and and Alan Wake and so many of those great games that we attribute to that. And the kind of ultimate moment was, was in that final moment was, was Gears Judgment leading into Halo 4 and just kind of seeing the best of what that system visually could offer. And it wound down a phase of my life that, it didn't end greatly that that phase but i mean like i got to travel with it right and like it really marked eras of my life it just coincided with the way that system wound down and then spun up with xbox one and um mm -hmm. i left xbox i left xbox at the end of the 360 generation because i felt like they were going in a direction i didn't like with connect and the way they didn't seem to value my dollar and i have so many incredible wonderful memories with 360 i mean my late grandfather tried out racing games for the first, he tried out video games for the first time, but racing games on that 360. And we had we played, we would go between, I want to say Forza Horizon one or two, uh, and then Wii Sports back and forth. My grandfather would try this because he knew I loved it. You know, like that's a those are cool memories uh, to have. And like Travis, I lost a a, a relationship due to gaming on the 360 <laughs> as well. Uh, but it reminded me that in in truth, it reminded me that gaming is a part of who I want to be and who I. Uh, am as a person it wasn't just a phase or a fad of youth uh, which was cool right to see games grow up and then me decide like that's that's something that's very important to me is playing video games and being a part of this culture and that's grown into podcasting and and writing about games and experiencing stories in the way that they're able to offer in a way that maybe they didn't in super mario days back in the day uh, so you know i i just i attribute so many great things to the 360 in in the gaming space and out of it because of the friendships made because of it, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, I, you know, with I, I will say I have the same experience to Luke about HD, the jump to HD, because yeah. I had like a you know old ass CRT, and then 2007 came around, and if you guys remember the Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty released the demo for Modern Warfare, and my buddy came mm -hmm. over and brought his brand new you know, 25 inch 720p monitor. Yes. And we hooked up the 360 to that. 
and my mind was absolutely blown. I was everything looked better. The dashboard, yep. the game, and the statement is so true. Ignorance is bliss. Because I, here I was playing on a CRT, probably like 720i or whatever it is, right? <clears throat> and that next day I went to Best Buy and bought a you know, uh, HD television because I just couldn't get the image out of my head of how good it looked in <laughs> HD. So <laughs> That's 720p. Yeah, gear uh, people. I mean, we all know, but I mean, to Luke's earlier point, people forget how impactful Gears of War was when it launched. Oh yes, I mean, it, it completely changed oh. people's perspective on what console gaming could be uh, from a graphical perspective. And uh, yeah, there's just great stories about how Gears of War kind of came to be and, and the impact it had. I love that story. Yeah, yeah I, I, and like, I would say it wasn't even just when it launched. I would say the first time I got a glimpse of it. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but. Um, Remember when they revealed the 360 was during that MTV show? Uh, it was it was not a I remember really good that. show with I Elijah Wood, that. right? Yeah, Elijah Wood. Elijah they, Wood, yeah, yeah. They had yeah. the killer singing. It wasn't a lot of gameplay they showed there, and I can't remember if it was that show or the one. I know they showed Perfect Dark there, and Perfect Dark got Oof. lit up. Uh, at that time, I, I remember people thinking that. You know, is this thing going to even make it? It was already getting outsold, you know, by the, from uh, by the PS2 at six to one, and it's like, uh, and now they're coming out, and that was like their best show of their their big game, and I think there was a lot of anxiety amongst people that were part of that, you know, the smaller Xbox community at the time, and you know, at least online in the forums and things like that, and then they did this like reel of of games that were coming out or planned for the launch and most of them look kind of like og xbox games maybe slightly you know slightly better hd versions of that and then they had this just this the tiniest little clip of gears and i think that was the thing that gave everybody the belief and the hope it was like whoa what was that <laughs> you know you had to go back and stop that video over and over again it's like that can't be real and, and i do remember the first time i ever played gears because to me that felt like that felt like one of those, oh, that can't be real. You know, that's not going to be the game, right? When we play the game, it was, you know, I, I think I had the expectations it was going to be like the Killzone 2 demo. Um, but it ended up, when you actually got your hands on it and, and you're actually moving around there and shooting guys in it, I, I remember that was such, sorry, my cat's being an ass again. Um, <laughs> it, it, it does for attention. Um, I, I, I think that was that was one of those holy crap moments and for me, like the 360 is interesting because it's almost a tale of two generations for me. Um, I, I agree with a lot of you when you say like it really did change gaming. I, I feel like there was a journey, though, from the OG Xbox. And maybe that's why I look at that so fondly. You could see that it was building up to that. The guys who yeah. really landed everything at the beginning of the 360 were... Uh, the ones who were responsible for that were responsible for the OG Xbox. And they kind of all the way up until I think Windows took it over in 2006. And it, it, you could just kind of feel that like it was just innovation. Like every year you were expecting at E3, they're going to they're gonna bring up something new. They're going to try something new. It was, you know, even little things. Like you remember like the PGR Ghost, right? Like in the OG Xbox or the, or the yeah, you know, so cool. customize your cars. Uh, it was always like there's always something innovative or new coming from them. And I do feel like the early years of the 360 was them was like the crescendo of that group. Like they really stuck their landing. Right. Like other than the Red Ring of Death that, you know, most people experience. I, I feel like and for me, too, like when I look back at it, it was probably the last time that I had those. Holy crap. You remember where you were kind of moments in gaming. 
you know, with the Gears of War reveal, you know, watching, uh, you know, watching that played on stage and getting your hands on it, walking out in oblivion from that dungeon. Yes. You guys remember oh that? Oh my God. Yeah. The first time you were just like, oh my God. It was like, you know, you got goosebumps coming out of the, coming out of the dungeon there. Uh, so that fight night demo, getting your hands on that. You remember yep. the, we finally got to play that. And it was like those kind of, uh, and Ghost Recon, I, for whatever reason. Yes. Raw was out. special. Yeah. And so it had just these holy crap moments. And I think they're able to land a lot of those because they under promised at the beginning, right? They were showing you exactly what they had in actually in development. And a lot of it was just kind of upscaled, you know, OG Xbox games. So when they actually came out and started delivering some of this stuff, it really, I think it landed better than it would have if they would have come out with like these, you know, spruced up videos and things like that. So, yeah, I do remember the, the, the 360, the early years of it probably were the, the highlights of, of it overall. But I think as the generation went on, it, it, they got less creative. You could, you could feel them kind of changing their, their identity and things like that. But uh, for me early on, like for it, you mentioned Geometry Wars, Ains, like that's, <laughs> that was the first and last time that I was ever really invested in <laughs> achievements. <laughs> I had to get all those achievements. Uh, and then they, one thing led to another. And my daughter was born only a few months before the OG Xbox launch. So I was still like in a fog. Everything was a blur in life. Uh, anybody who's had, had a little one knows your first is just like, uh, you, you don't even know where you're at half the time, especially if they don't sleep because they have colic. Um, so I'd be up all night, you know, I'd have to have her in my lap and I'd just be playing Geometry Wars. And I remember one night I got it all the way up to number six in the world. <laughs> I, I, and, and if any of you guys really played it like Ames and myself did, you know that to get up high after a certain point, it was just a matter of attrition. You know, it, doesn't, it didn't really get harder. You just had to see how long you could keep your eyes. You had to maintain. Yes. <laughs> That's all it was. Yep. Like, how long can you go without blinking? And yeah. I remember when I, after it was finally over and I just finally, you know, the, the, the attrition got to me. I remember getting up and going into the bathroom. That's the first time in my life where my eyes look like they exploded. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to need to go to the doctor. I was like, oh, this doesn't look normal. So that's when I, I, I did retire from. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did retire from uh, Jamming Two Wars at that point. You know, I, I had to leave on the high note, you know, like Jordan should have. Go out on top. You know. <laughs> But uh, um, and and uh, I, after that, it was more about multiplayer for me. I, I so I really that's when my score. I have a I have the original day one gamer tag, but my score really didn't move for many many years after that. Really up until I'd say the last few years because of the whole Game Pass thing. So I was just doing multiplayer mostly. But that was the big thing, you know. Like that's I, I think when gaming kind of took that turn, like you guys were saying, it became. Um, it became a social thing, right? It became a thing yeah. where it started. I think that's when it started to become okay for adults to be gamers. <laughs> you know, before then it was kind of like you're a closet gamer. I wouldn't say, you know, my I remember my my ex-wife walked in the room when I had the headset on and she just started busting up laughing the first time <laughs> she saw that. She says, Oh my God. She's like, I gotta take a picture and send this. This is ridiculous. You know, the fact that I'm wearing a headset talking and I, I noticed you said X. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the same one that, you know, that uh, I was supposed to buy the ring. Yeah. So, you know, that, that was always, that was, uh, that was kind of coming in rocky. So did we, did we find the third broken relationship because of the right. Xbox game? Well, I was engaged to this long show is gaming kills relationships. All right. Got it. <laughs> that is another show. No, it means, it means find the right relationships. Cause I was engaged right. to mine too. And it was like, yo, I gaming is who I am and I want to be there. And so as joking as we're, as we're saying, like, you know, Find the right person, everybody. Let them be. <laughs> Don't be afraid right. to express yourself. Okay? <laughs> Xbox is for everyone. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the second half of the 360, though, I did try to go through that. Uh, well, I'm going to try to grow up and, you know, and, and it was uh, it was weird times, too. I, I got affected by the banking crisis and all that stuff. So I did pull away from gaming for a few years, which is why Xbox One probably had a little bit more. Um, value to me than a lot of people because of the backwards compatibility and stuff. But that's a different story. So, okay. um, but when it comes to the 360, um, yeah, I mean, the, the first few years where there was a lot of nostalgia and I just remember, and it also helps, you know, my baby girl, you know, you know, my, you know, I love my kids to death and, you know, it's, it, you know, sitting there with her while my eyes almost exploded, you know, those were great <laughs> times to remember. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think people forget. Someone mentioned, uh, I think you did, Abe, about the Connect. People forget that the Connect, the original Connect with the 360, was the most successful mm -hmm. device launch in history. Um, and people, you know, the Connect kind of has that stigma about it nowadays, but people forget how big of a thing that was when it first mm -hmm. came out. And, and you know, well, probably why leadership at the time tried to double down on it going into the Xbox One era. Um, but anything else, uh, any other memory stories for 360 before I uh, pass a little trivia your way? Yeah, you know, um, nobody's mentioned it. But it. this one thing that Xbox did outside of achievements completely changed at least how I interact with my friends. Um, and that is party chat. Party yeah. chat. Yeah. Good, point. Yo. Good point. Like it, yeah. before you had to use, it was one-to-one -one private chat, right? Okay. And you couldn't be in the online lobbies. And then I forget what year it was. They added, what was it originally? Eight player party chat? Or was it six? It was, I'm um, uh, pretty sure it was eight. And then they eventually moved it to 12. Yeah. I think it was 2008 when they did it, perhaps. Or maybe 2009. Uh, 2008, they did the um, NXE, right? They need the new, new so. Xbox experience. Uh, I'm actually looking at my the article I wrote, the history of Xbox Live, as we're talking to try and remind myself <laughs> so of when cool. things were. Is that when they bundled the microphone with the consoles as well? Because that started. That was the 360 at the very beginning. Yeah. Was it at the beginning? I didn't realize yeah, it was because the that was okay. like the that was like the main reason the 360 took off and people actually talked on their mics is because the the yeah. um, headset was in the 360 from the beginning and the yep. PlayStation had to buy it separately. And then on the uh, Xbox One, they were criticized because they their plan was to not include a mic with the Xbox One. And there was so much backlash to that that they ended up adding a mic into the Xbox One packaging last minute. That was not like their original plan. So I guess, yeah, I guess so, now it's just expected. Like you better. Yeah. 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 So ran new Xbox experiences 2008, which uh, we'll go through this real quick, which uh, they also announced, remember at the time, an integration with Netflix, which was the first yeah. of its kind. Mm -hmm. Um in 2000 that kind of also introduced uh avatars and the new ui and all that customizable avatars with paid items was 2009 that's when they also introduced um um uh what do you call it uh one verse 100 
Uh, and so then good. digital streaming, digital game downloads in 2000, continued to expand through 2011 as well. So, yeah, kind of that three-year period is when all that stuff kind of blew up from a social Another, another thing, the uh, this was all happening during the growth of uh, streaming. And remember when you got the Netflix app on your Xbox 360? That was exactly. also, like, transformative. Mm-hmm. In the, it was. Yeah, it's, like, it was all transformative for Netflix, right? Yeah, it was transformative for how we watch movies and yep. TV yep. shows and all that. It was because I remember that was like the reason people had 360s. I knew people who weren't even gamers and bought a 360 to stream Netflix or what have you, which is crazy. An avatar theater. Like it's wild to think that that existed for a pocket of time and there has been no proper substitute. You can download plugins on on browsers and stuff that that work to get the job done. But like that was such a cool thing that I totally took for granted because one day we just booted up the Xbox Netflix app and it was gone. They were like, "We changed our codec; it doesn't work anymore." Sorry, and like, what? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. It's like your best. And they even added in games. You remember Mortal Kombat Nine when you played online in the arcade mode, where two people were fighting and the other players were watching. You were in your avatars and you could like oh, interact yeah. with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Well, we like, also I- haven't talked about how much of the Wild West the 360 generation was. Do you guys remember, like, pretty early in the in the 360 life cycle? They, they released an arcade game called Uno. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And during oh, Uno, yeah, Uno. Every, everybody could have their cameras on, those they little sure cameras that came, and people would just uh, – dude, I was too young for that. <laughs> I, this was a freshman in high school just with these random, like, 50-year-old dudes on their webcams. and their, dude, it was, Well, it, it was, turned into, like, a, you know, like an online type of sex thing for a while. Oh, yeah. It, it did like, after years yeah. later. But, like, you could never do that today. Like, there no, would never no. be a game release where you could just see random strangers through their webcams in a game. And there's no opt-in either. Like, I remember I just booted up the game to play Uno, and I just saw some old people. I was just like, what <laughs> is happening right now? Like, dude, I missed that. I missed that. I also missed, like, the... You don't have a choice. Remember that? Like you, you just hear voices out of your Xbox when you hop into Halo Two lobby. That was like no opt-in for that. It was just like, nope. You're hearing people just talk. (laughs) They're coming out of your TV. It's one channel of audio. I I really miss that too. Yeah, before voice chat, any naivety that I had about uh, the world not being racist and things like that were, you know, quickly uh, dispelled. Uh, when you were forced to talk to everybody on there, you realize how bad some people were out there. You know? <laughs> I can't believe none of us uh, also mentioned, you know, we're talking about like uh, people forget that Xbox 360 was the first digital marketplace for items as well. And we didn't mention horse armor. The infamous the yeah, I almost brought armor. it up earlier during the Oblivion talk, but I, I bought horse armor and unapologetically still stand by that decision all these years later. I, and I was the opposite. I was like, who's going to pay real money for digital goods? <laughs> like I, I, I thought this was a stupid idea. And now it's literally like tens of billions of dollars a year. Velocity girl. I, I, it looks like they're finally going <laughs> to make yeah, that. She, she made skateboards for Tony Hawk or something. We're going to sell them. Is that right? It was it was Jay Allard at uh, E3. I think it was 2005 or six. Yeah, he was talking about Velocity. There's two things I'm still waiting for: that Halo Two level they demoed in 2003 and Velocity Girl. So, yeah, <laughs> there, there Halo was a level got cut. <laughs> a funny digital goods thing. I remember after loving Gears of War so much, and then and the announcement of the Gears of War Two Collector's Edition, bigger, better, mm-hmm. more badass. 
it said you if you got the collector's edition, you would get a gold Lancer. Yes. And I did I not know. understand that meant digital. So I thought I was going to get a replica Lancer, like a cheap, Whoa. like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand. I was because I'd never had digital goods in a game. This was so new. And I, Luke, got I it. wish I would have met you before COVID because in my office, in the IGN office, I had a full size giant oh. working gold Lancer and I gave it to a different friend. But if you'd have told me this like before COVID, I would have made all your oh. dreams come true. <laughs> you would have actual man. gold Lancer. I had one. Yeah. Oh, that that is really cool. Now I've got the nerf. I don't know if you can see them. Uh, you can't see them. Uh, but the Nerf <laughs> Halo ones right there, which made for a very fun Halloween, by the way, because my students came by my house and we had a Nerf war with my Halo Halo darts, <laughs> and, and they they were shooting me. It was it was great. It was really fun. But I got to oh, be you know what else we absolutely need to talk about for the 360 generation, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about the industry just being the wild west and like trying new things and being weird is. There was a trilogy of Burger King games. Yes. yes. Sneak King. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the 360. And I still, I still submit to you, people of the jury, that that those games were bangers. And, and like in the worst way possible, they were sort of like watching like a really bad, like campy horror movie. And you're just like, this isn't good. But it's good. It's, but it's good, good for you. You know. Good what were they? Yourself. Five bucks a piece. Yeah, they were. They were. They were you could get them all for twelve dollars. You could get all three, which is what I did. I walked in and I was like, I want to play Big Bumpin. <laughs> Doritos <laughs> Crash Course. Doritos Crash Course. Is another food yeah. branded video game. Yeah. And we got Come Space back. Jam this past Come year. Come back those games. Come back, please. Doritos, throw down some money and let's make it happen. What is going also, on? Sneak King is the, the greatest premise for a video game that has ever existed. And I, <laughs> oh, I will absolutely. not be asking questions at this time. That all. was the best horror game on any the system. Greatest <laughs> yeah, it's a horror game where you're the scary thing. Why aren't there more games like that? I yeah. just don't, you know. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Lancer too, and that made me think it was also the era for people like me where kind of gaming collectibles really took off, right? Like the Halo 3 Legendary Edition was huge, right? Getting Master Chief's helmet was a huge thing. And you mentioned helmet. how many helmets have you had? Like, I have like four of these Master Chief helmets. Like, yeah, you don't want to ask how many of something I have. It's a bit yeah. ridiculous. But uh, you mentioned the Lancer, Luke. I actually literally behind my monitor on the wall is the Lancer that was only sold through Amazon when you bought Gears of Wars 2 Collector Edition. You could order a physical Lancer with it. So they made a bunch wow. of replicas that, since then. But that's the original first one they ever made for consumers. That's um, so cool. It's pretty To this rare. day, I don't have a Lancer. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for my cool. season check, season gaming check to come through. It keeps bouncing. I'm not sure. Yeah, why. Just, no, no. yeah. I know. I know. I think Luke mentioned this when he was talking about the 360. But man, it almost ended pretty badly with the Connect, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm almost a the downfall of the brand. So. Like there was that time in like what year was it? 2010, where like they were showing out like Connectimals and all that stuff. Watching uh -huh. E3 and it's like Usher opens it up and connect the most thing and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what is the brand I love? What are they, what's going on? You know? And I was like, is this, is this the future of Xbox? Is this bullshit? I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't swear, but no, you're fine. Um, luckily they rebounded. It took them a bit, but yeah, like that was the start. Uh, that was almost the start of the, uh, well, it was the start of the downfall. You know, that like, was Xbox chasing the Nintendo money. The yeah. Wii came out, the Wii dominated. Yeah, the, the Wii, Wii exploded dominated. in a way we'd never seen before. 
Xbox thought we got to have motion controls. People want the motion controls. We got to have our own spin on it. In came the Connect. People I think b- the Kinect bought in ahead of its time. It, it was. It really was. People bought into the idea because they they were familiar with the Wii. They saw the potential there. They saw the silly family friendly sports games and. Like Ains talked about earlier, it was hugely successful. They made a ton of money off the Connect. And again, if you're a big business making money on something, of course you're going to try to double down. And um, I guess you know, as we transition to Xbox One, yeah. we'll see what happens Segway. when you uh, double down. I'm not, I mean, you're you're 100 right, but as like we're all hardcore fans here. I mean, I would imagine all of us felt a certain way when you turn into watch E3 and it's. Milo, dude, it's, it's I was connectables. So stoked for you know Milo. what I'm saying? Like, I was excited. Come, come was on. I know you, Ains. I'm I, sure I you excited. were watching that stuff, and you're like, "I'm so Sesame Street. I'm totally there, day one, right?" <laughs> right? Well, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm like a tech. I, I was. Piece, so I, was I always all about... was like, okay, I was. I, I always embraced whatever the future was with new tech, whether or not it worked as well as it should have. We can. We'll talk about it, but I, yeah, I didn't mind it. Obviously, I understood the criticisms. Um, but I also, uh, to Travis's point, I am kind of a connect apologist as well. Yeah, oh I, I got to admit, I was attention. I was so stoked cool. the, the original Rise premise when they sh- when they talked about Rise being a connect game. I was like, all right, let's go, let's see what yeah. this is. Give me a a quote unquote three real game with connect. Mass Effect Three had connect uh, integration. Into alien the Isolation, where it would listen to your room and the alien would come hunt yeah, you down. Yeah, dude, there Future was some soldier. cool stuff. And, and, and Randall, you want to talk about, about achievements, go look at my achievements for Dance Central because I got them all. Dude. I, <laughs> I, mean, I 100% of <laughs> Dance Central games. I, am, I, was, I, I learned how to dance from that game like I, in, in real life. Usher taught me how to dance. So, Usher. Uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah, played a bunch I, uh, of Connect games. games. It's just, it just, I don't know, looking back on it, like it was hugely successful, but like, oh man, there was that time I was questioning like, the direction of the yeah. company as like a hardcore mm-hmm. fan it was like i, I mean most people bundled. did it seemed like right they, they should not have bundled it with the xbox one that was a that, well, that's what mistake. i wanted to say because yeah. i loved the tech idea i was excited by the premise and the ideas and iron man was just out for the mcu and so you were seeing these like digital landscapes minority <laughs> report style swiping things for future soldier i was <laughs> so excited by the tech and then when they bundled it 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 changed what my mm-hmm. what I thought, and that's yeah. where I because I ran. I didn't catch that I was trepidatious about it. I didn't catch it during the 360. I was like, oh, Connect Avengers is a cool subset of of uh, Xbox 360 games. And then when it became the focus, is when I started panicking. And I guess that's a segue to, to Xbox One. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So we we can do that. We can move over to Xbox One real quick on 360 before we do though. Same questions, right? So best selling game on 360 and. Um, you might have an inkling as to what it is uh, based on this conversation at the moment. Uh, oh, Connect Sports? It's Connect Adventures. Connect, connect Adventures. Adventures. Oh, oh, yeah. That's that's right. that doesn't that's count, right. though. Yeah, that's, okay. that's a pack-in. That doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, okay, pack- that's, okay. That's, that's like saying okay. Wii Sports okay. is the best. Okay. Is the best so, so, during FanFest <laughs> trivia last night. Just want everyone to know. So, what's the what's the actual best-selling standalone game, then, for 360? Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Nope. Not Halo, even Halo 3. FIFA. Nope, not even close. Believe it or not. Grand Theft Auto 4. Ah, Grand Theft Auto 5. People forget five. that Grand Theft Auto 5. Even though it came out in 2013, it was That's the best selling. Best selling yeah. 23 million <laughs> copies on the 360 alone. Wait, is 4, <laughs> is four on the list anywhere? Wow. More copies than the PS2 
console had. Yeah, four four is on the list a little further down. After Grand Theft Auto Five is actually Minecraft. Twenty-one. Minecraft. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Oh my that god, that's sense. another part of the three sixty generation yeah. that was insane. The, yep. the yep, Minecraft yep. movement. So, uh, in terms of going back to Rand's earlier comment about how they threw uh, nines and tens away at random, um, but there are again incredible game lineup, right? So, Grand Theft Auto Four, not Five, is actually the highest rated game on the three sixty with a ninety eight Metacritic. Ninety eight. Yeah, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is ninety seven. Um, and then you have a whole bunch of titles. Uh, Bioshock, deservedly yep. so. Orange Box, we forgot to mention. Oh, yeah. Orange Box, oh, yeah. incredible. Uh, Skyrim. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, yes. the original the original release of Skyrim. Skyrim and, came out during the downfall of the 360s, Randall Thor called it. It was like 2011, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mass Effect 2, all 96s on uh, on the list with uh red dead one of course we forgot red dead one oh, and yeah. portal two at 95. so good so amazing games yeah. um lowest rated game of all time on 360 and it was like nearly two thousand games that were on fighter that within. vampire oh, va vampire so rain you, you jump fighter within is xbox one. Oh, you're right yeah yeah it's the lowest one is it a connect game or is it the it is uh they're both xbox live arcade games tied Two of them. Mm. I'm gonna rack my brain here. The yeah. worst reviewed yeah. are Xbox. Well, I know one will be one will be familiar. The other one, I was like, what? Wasn't so, it a 2D brawler? Was it a 2D brawler? Yeah, that Double really Dragon bad? Two, yeah. Wander of the Dragons was uh, literally rated a 17. Wow! Um, <laughs> Bravo! And then there was actually a game called Yaris after the Toyota oh. Yaris. I oh Yaris. yes! Where you would drive it was an awful game. That was a free marketing campaign. Marketing campaign game. They're both rated 17. 17 is hard to do. That's like your yeah. game is malware. That's like what a 17 Pretty much. 98, <laughs> 98 for Grand Theft Auto 4. Like, how many hundreds would that game have to have to right. get 98? Yeah. That's mm. unreal. That's too that's, high for Grand Theft Auto I think it's too high, too, for too Grand Theft Auto 4. It needs, so it needs to control better before it gets that high. Yeah. Bioshock <laughs> should have been the highest. Um, all right, so we were segueing to Xbox One, and, and we'll probably spend a little less time on Xbox One maybe than uh, 360, but um, yeah, so, you know, how many times have all of us talked about the launch of Xbox One? I don't think we need to go through that, but uh, to your guys' point, them kind of doubling down, forcing Connect on everyone uh, seems to be, in hindsight, obviously the biggest mistake. It made their price point higher. It forced tech that people didn't want. Um, so knowing all that and knowing all the complaints, how much, uh, it's flack Xbox got for years and how they've had to recover. Um, I will say I, I didn't mind the connect. Um, I kind of liked it. I liked yelling Xbox record that for mm -hmm. my screenshots. Yeah. Uh, and I liked the, uh, integrated free apps for things like Xbox fitness, which was amazing. Xbox fitness was awesome. They had all kinds of customizable workouts you could do. It had achievements for your workouts which was just, it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. So I was kind of sad when it died. And I will say, like, my my youngest at the time was younger, right, with his friends. So they liked things like um, Connect, uh, what was the, it was a Connect Sports with the jet skiing and the tennis. Oh, Connect Sports Rivals. Rivals, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so they played the hell out of that. They'd always stand in front of the TV, the two of them, and, you know, goof off. It, didn't, it worked, you know, 42% of the time. But, you know, it was cool. <laughs> Shout out to Boxing. 
the boxing motion games, man, my back would hurt every time because you're swinging with all your might and there's no impact resistance. It's not like it's a real bag. So you're just like pulling your muscles the whole time. <laughs> your my joints. Yeah. <laughs> you should try this game called Dance Central. I don't know if I've told you. Yo, so I actually have played Dance Central like not that long ago. It was like four months ago. I booted up the old Dance Central 3 on the 360 because you can't, the old Kinect doesn't work with the, the new uh, Xbox games. Uh, yeah, but those games hold up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, I thought that was going somewhere else, but okay. They hold up. They, they had a good developer for that too, didn't they? Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Harmonix. Yep. Yeah, right. Oh, Harmonix. Yeah. yeah, and they and they and you, people don't know this, but the Dance Central series has a storyline. It has campaigns with like full stories, <laughs> and they're actually super good. Like the third one. Of course they are. Like Fast and Furious. It's amazing, dude. It's you know it's over the top, but it's it's great. <laughs> you know, you just reminded me when you said harmonics. We also forgot to mention with 360 rock band rock and band. guitar oh, hero. How could you not mention that movement? Yeah. That massive movement. generation defining. Yeah, it really was. You know how much those sets go for? Look at eBay and try and buy a full like the guitars with the drums. Like I the full bought one during they're, COVID. They're I huge. Like Six hundred dollars for it. Yeah, I sold so mine for like one hundred fifty bucks a few years ago, mm. like an idiot. Oh, you! Like like I didn't see guitars. Them, so I had to rebuy one, yeah. but they're they're a super expensive now. I think because COVID, yeah. people are like you're trapped inside. But I mean, I have a friend who's a professional musician because he played rock band, and he was like, "This is super fun. I should try this in real life." <laughs> it's his career. It's That's crazy, awesome. dude. That just re further reinforces why the three sixties gen was just the best. Was. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Really we were trying stuff. new stuff. We were young and unafraid. That's how I <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, Post Malone, ever heard of him? He cites Guitar Hero as the reason he got into music. That's <laughs> amazing. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, and DJ Hero was another one. I mean, it wasn't as big, but you know, still that that again, that era was just something special. Yeah, Guitar we went Hero from the Metallica era, was my thing, man. We went from the era of physical games forever. Who wants digital? <laughs> to then the next gen, digital all the time. Who cares about physical? <laughs> right? Oh, be. Oh, no, uh, uh, Rand. I guess you must not be on Twitter enough. You know the UK box sales are. Oh everything. yeah, the UK box sales. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they mean the world to everyone. Yep. Wait, why do I still see reporting on that? Like every week. Like, <laughs> come on. Sorry, well, I, not the, digital it. has to be included in those things. <laughs> but so you know, you, you bring right. up a good point, though. It, it it was like there was always we were going through all this history. It, was, it always felt like they were trying new things, whether things worked out or not. Right. Like Connect. I, you know, I wasn't a fan. I bought it for the kids. They didn't really get into it. So that was the end of it for me. But I, I appreciated the idea of why it came to be. I think the reason why it got a lot of resentment is because it took a lot of the the blame because uh, you know like like luke was saying because they were kind of forcing it to be packaged and i think people looked at it as the reason why they weren't innovating in other things like they were just kind of all focused on here but really i think what happened was that at one point in time you know starting with the og xbox through the 360 up to a certain point they were always trying to, to innovate find the next thing and, you know, uh, some of those things kind of went by the wayside or just never kind of came to fruition. But a lot of them did hit and they changed the industry. And that was a really fun time. Um, and then it was just kind of like they got conservative, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was almost like they rested on their laurels or took things for granted. And and I think the connect ended up signifying that, especially because it 
you know, most people associate it with the Xbox One being lower powered to kind of accommodate for it and then also being more expensive. And, you know, and that's why I think it does get that unfair criticism. Again, I, I think there was a lot of really neat, it, it was neat back then that they seemed to still have some visions. Like, yeah, some, I, some I, I actually. I actually yeah, think I it's the opposite, not them resting on their laurels, but it was them yeah, trying, trying, it was try, them trying so many new things that they took their eye off the ball of why people love yeah. them as a brand to begin yeah. with. It was like, a good way to put that, it, yeah. yeah, it was like they, the connect was like to us, like something cool they were trying and then it became their business model and we're not going to focus on like the core improving like game. Everything we, we said about the 360 that was cool, right? All the, yeah, all the stuff and that we innovations cool. in the gaming space. And I think now they've, they've reversed that obviously completely, but the, right. the offshoot is that because they've pulled it so far back in the other direction to try to like focus on core gaming, that innovation I think has probably suffered because of that, because yes, now that's the a good main thing. Yeah, the main thing they do now is they just want to be like the most powerful system and run the games the best. And the fact that we have to talk about uh, about um, you know the reflective puddles or what, what is the phrase everybody's throwing out there? The um, ray tracing. You know, the, the, the ray tracing. Thank you. Oh, the fact that boring. ray tracing is the thing everybody's talking about just shows you like how kind of like boring the the discussion <laughs> is now. That like that's what we're focusing on. So I I kind of hope that they 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 learn that you can still do two things because that's yes. why the 360 was so great is that they focused on their core thing always but they tried so many new things while they were doing it and that's what worked and now it feels like they're just focusing on the one thing and they're kind of hesitant to try things because as soon as they try something people are going to be like oh are you connecting are you are you like getting, <laughs> getting off the ball you're like getting out there and i think that's the problem is like that fear that of perception that like you're not a gaming first like company now yeah yeah it, they had to solidify the foundation and get and win the trust back because yeah because yeah, i do miss that stuff and it's like even now like when you hear oh they're going to invest in casual like i i find some of that kind of a kind of exciting not because that's not my my types of games necessarily i like the idea that they're really trying new weird things again like you, you know all the stuff just talked about on xbox two like hey they're trying these little you know all these different you know weird games again and you know i i'm interested to see what they do with like you know try to innovate maybe with socially again you know try to try to bring some because it's been a while since we had uh any like online or social feature that's really impacted the way we think about gaming right like you think about all the things that we went back through the history of 360 the voice chats the achievements i mean this been forever since they've uh, you know, innovated on achievements. It's been kind of stuck, right? And I think that I, I do want to see them now that they've kind of, now that they've reestablished themselves in terms of, hey, we understand who the core gamer is, you know, we're listening to you, we're, we're investing in it. I hope they start to do that weird stuff again and stuff that, you know, maybe my kids are going to get excited about or, you know, and, and bring in different, you know, maybe things that I don't even know that I want to try right now, you know? That kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Game Pass right. is their first attempt to get back into yeah. trying new and experimental stuff, and obviously yeah. it's worked. But like Game Pass is the big innovation of this generation, and I think uh, hopefully it'll encourage them. Like, hey, you can try new stuff and make it work. But um, yeah, I, well, I, I think, tend to agree. With you. I think that's why you're seeing them talk about acquisitions to mobile spaces and to casual studios as well as hardcore and then giving studios the freedom to have three four teams making mm -hmm. three or four different projects grounded being a good example of that 
um, because they want to flesh out that catalog and that delivery service. And it needs to be diverse enough to where one community doesn't eat up the attention of another. Right. Right. In in, in the past few days, we've heard about, mm-hmm. well, Forza is so successful. Do you want Halo Infinite to, to take away from that? And what they're yep. trying to do is create something for everyone to where they don't there's some overlap, but they don't necessarily take away attention for one group versus another. Uh, and that delivery service of Game Pass is special because it's unlike any gaming generation before, it's no longer bound by the console or the device. Mm-hmm. You know, you can play on your tablet, on your phone via xCloud. You can play on your PC natively. You can play on your Xbox One, your Xbox One S, One X, Series S, Series X, and who knows what else to come. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can just play the game. And that is a special method of delivery. And, you know, I think that that line that they give about 2 billion gamers, I really thought that was just PR mess. But it seems to me like they're really trying to angle for something akin to that over the next, you know, decade. And they have a far more realistic shot at doing it than I ever thought they would have um, from the moves that they are making. Yeah, the, the biggest innovations with the Xbox One generation have kind of ironically one been investments in backwards compatibility and how we can re-experience old games. Yeah. They are, I think, objectively leading the industry in offering that in the console space, basically mm-hmm. trying to bring almost parity with what a lot of PC players know. I can go play this game and because my hardware is better, it's going to look and play better. Um, Xbox Game Pass, obviously huge innovation for how we consume media. It's been compared to, you know, Spotify, Netflix as a kind of disruptive, quote unquote, force. But it's true. It's it's really made a lot of people reevaluate where they spend their money, where they spend their time. And the beauty of Xbox Game Pass, all of us here, we're, we're in the quote unquote hardcore space. We're invested mm. in in the hardcore. So a lot of us assume that as a hardcore Xbox fan, I have to play every game that comes to Xbox Game Pass. I have to play Forza. I have to play Halo. I have to play Psychonauts 2. I have to play all these games because I am a quote unquote hardcore Xbox fan. Xbox is getting to a point where they literally don't want that and they don't expect you to do that. They want a game for everyone. So your point about, you know, will there be, you know, will Halo cannibalize Forza Horizon? Um for some of the extreme hardcore who feel the need to play every Xbox game, sure, maybe. But the reality is there is a huge percentage of people who would never play Forza, even when it's in Game Pass, are not going to play it, but they're going to play Halo. And so offering that and offering all these options, Xbox Game Pass wants to have something for every single person. And it started off soft when it launched in, in 2017, like, the service was questionable and people were, you know, interested. If you were a, a an Xbox fan at the time, you were excited because chances are you were probably going to buy Crackdown. You were probably going to buy Sea of Thieves and you get that value proposition. I can just play these. That's cool. As this service grows and more people realize what it is and what it offers, um, it's going to become that thing like Netflix where everyone you know is playing this game everyone Mm -hmm. you know is talking about this game because of how easy it is to access and that is huge Uh, you know we you know we all grew up at a time when gaming was not cool gaming was not something the cool kids do (laughs) did you were a nerd you were a dweeb Um, there was negative connotations and there's a group of people who are 
resentful of that. And now that gaming has become more mainstream and gaming has become more cool, they're upset that more people are playing games. I think that's beautiful. I think <laughs> more people playing games are better. I don't really care who's playing a game. It doesn't take away my enjoyment. It doesn't take away the value. Um, and I think that's the beauty of Xbox Game Pass and what Xbox started to achieve at the tail end of the Xbox One life. And, and, and it does the opposite, right, Miles? Like, and that's the thing people got. I, I hope that the hardcore and the enthusiasts start to realize is that it, it is one of those things where you know, like you you raise what is it that, that saying about raising the tide and raises all boats or whatever. So you know, the more accessible you make gaming, the more types of people you you get into there, um, the the more chances they can take. You know, because they they can start to. It's just, you, you know, just because the pool's bigger. Uh, it's like one of my, I, I know a lot of us here know people that in, who develop. And, you know, a developer said it to me that, you know, the number one thing that holds back innovation or, or big ideas or creativity, it isn't like teraflops or, or power. It's, it's literally the boardroom, whether it makes financial sense, right? So if they can make games more accessible, then they can take more chances. And that's what we're seeing now. And then you can, you know, so if you can start bringing in, you start reaching more and more of that bigger percentage of that 2 billion people. It just, it, it just dilutes the risk. It's like, all right, if we try this big yeah. idea and it doesn't hit, it, it's not the end of it. Just like with Netflix, you know, they invested like 19 billion in content. If some of their movies don't hit, you think anybody's going there crying and you know, Oh, well, they also like don't really care if they're good. They just want like, <laughs> like, like, like I think they've said that before. Like some, there's been like reports about this, that the movies don't even have to be good. They just have to like, keep their attention video games are different because video games have to be good because playing a bad video game is so much more painful than watching a bad movie like you're in you're participating in the awfulness i think that's like the key uh thing about a video game so but i agree with you like it's it's gonna create so it's already created so much more diversity and allowed them to take chances and stuff not everything has to be like a blockbuster no, yeah, yeah, quality still matters, but then again, that's all subjective too, right? Like the stuff that yeah. my kids play. I, I I look at Roblox and I'm like, what the hell? You know, my son. <laughs> like, they're making just their just own game. Okay, leave garbage. your kids alone. They're learning. <laughs> what was but, their yeah. What was their latest evaluation? Forty billion. Oh my god! For like just just crap. But you just don't know. That's the thing. You don't know what what people are gonna like. Uh, by the way, Miles, uh, I tried being cool before. It was a. Uh, it, it it's overrated, man. It was the most difficult week. Of my life. Uh, it's just better to accepting a nerd and whatever comes with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, v, what was it? VGC reported this week that uh, 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 some type of variation of one verse one hundred is coming back, right? But, like yeah, like they're that. actively working mm -hmm. on it. So, to to everyone's point, I I think we all hope that exactly as you're saying that as their user base grows, as Game Pass grows, obviously their investment in the gaming is bigger than it's ever been. Uh, we start to re see some of this. Uh, innovation come back and some new ideas and things for you know outside of just your mainstream kind of quality games which sounds weird i realize but uh and and certainly don't sacrifice those over there but right. it'd be nice to see some other kind of new experiences Ains, last night at fan fest they did trivia right yep and the way they ran trivia was you were logged in watching on your computer but then your mobile device is what yep. ran the questioning and such yeah like um, jackbox very similar, very similar to that. And it felt to me, I guess I just recency bias. I've even just read that VGC article. It felt like this is what's going to happen with one versus 100. You Touch can see it on your screen. Everything's, yeah, everything's uh, yeah. either second it screen. It just makes or sense touch. nowadays. It does. Yeah. It does. And it felt like that technology was 
being tested. I guess that's maybe just in my mind, you know, conspiracy theorists connect the dots, but it was really neat to see that happen after watching how they did trivia last year, which was um, by their own admission, a real letdown and real frustrating. So this felt like new tech in, in a lot of ways. It was cool. It was neat to watch. And that's my spiel. <laughs> did you win trivia? I got, I won $85 to the gear shop. I got into the last 100 and I got nice. eliminated. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not bad. What the winner, what the winner get? Was there some big prize? The absolute winner, I think, got a Halo Edition Series X. Uh, and then the people kind of in the top 10 got scaling prizes from controllers down to gift cards. So nice. but you got $85, so I'm guessing you got 85th place. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I did not, um, but I don't know what I got. It's somewhere in the top 100 out of the 2,500 that played. It, it was 85. It was 85. <laughs> okay. it was 85. Def yep. Definitely. Yep. Let's be honest. It wasn't. It wasn't forty nine because then you would have said top fifty, right? So we know. I would have. We can kind of <laughs> narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey Dan, let's grab this. Let's grab the super chat. From yeah, Pompa. All right, Pompa, ten dollars super chat. Enjoying all these awesome stories from great people. Hit the like button. Here's to more fun games with great friends. Hashtag cheers. Hashtag Halo the Goat. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, man. Sir. By the way, not to uh, take us off topic, but uh, have you seen what Halo Series X's are going for? Good God. People are selling those things for like $1,300. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I think those are season gaming, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got like yeah. 50 of them, so just hit us up. Nice. Uh, I mean, is a surprise Elden Ring network test codes are going for like 300 i know don't, that, tell, dan. don't, tell, dan. Yeah, don't tell dan he gave me his don't tell him <laughs> what the yeah, hell did he sell it to you <laughs> he sold it to you yeah yeah, yeah. he gave so, me his i didn't even i saw him on ebay for 300 dollars, and i was like uh oh miles who'd you say to get you to get yours I actually had some love. I had a bunch of lovely people from the kindness of their heart reach out to me via DMs and offer me codes. So That's bless crazy. you. Y'all are amazing. Um, yeah, because I I didn't get in the invite. Uh, they did the the close test when I was on vacation. So Bandai, I'm taking that personally. And then <laughs> they straight up denied me access to the closed network test. So it, it hit it hit a little hard for me. Um, but thankfully, yeah, got a code of the Series X version clocked in about six hours so far and uh off topic obviously but that's the power Ooh, of xbox saturdays man yeah yeah it's awesome yeah, i'm uh, it is awesome i didn't um, get to play didn't get a code but uh not complaining yeah it's good it's good so xbox one uh which is kind of funny we talked about the best-selling game on the xbox 360 the best-selling game on the xbox one is the same game grand theft auto uh, yep i would have guessed that yep, right yep. away number two minecraft yep. My number two will surprise you, so go ahead and throw some guesses. It's not Minecraft. Number two, okay. one of the Call of Duties, I would imagine. Uh, a Call of Duty is third. Okay. Oh yeah, the second game, Black so Ops Three, by the way, is third with seven and a half million copies. But it's it's kind of funny to see the top selling games not even reach ten million on the Xbox One, but just kind of shows the platform, I guess. But is it Minecraft um, again? Is it Fortnite? Does Fortnite yeah. count? Fortnite, uh, you know, full. yeah, no, Fortnite, I guess, probably doesn't count. I would guess this mm. is box sales, but rather than just sit here and have you guess, this one definitely you. surprised me. It is PUBG. PUBG. Ah, PUBG. That, wow. that game was huge. That game was, was. 900 hours into PUBG on the Xbox One. <sighs> I have like 600, Ooh. Rand. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it I, play, I played it a lot. Yeah. Ran like crap, looked ugly, yeah. but I still played so oh, much of it. The memories okay. with the guys, you know, oh, like playing that every yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, Rebooting the, the game mid game constantly because it would yeah. crash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get back in. Get back in. Probably, <laughs> probably one of my favorite ex- experiences this whole last generation was PUBG. Like, yeah. obviously, I played it for 900 hours. So like, I'm with you. I'm with you. I enjoyed PUBG. the hell out of PUBG. Yeah. Um, Highest rated games. Uh, again, <laughs> fucking Rockstar, man. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V and yep. Red Dead 2, both at 97. Lowest rated yeah. game. Grand Theft Auto Both well deserved. Both of those <laughs> games are masterpieces. <laughs> yep. Yes, they are, actually. Uh, Metal Gear Solid V, come on now. 95. Um, and then a surprise at That surprises uh, me, actually. I figured that would be more of a niche game. That's still when they were giving out lots of 90. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had Kojima, so it went from a 74 to a 95. I forgot we switched um, over to scores. Yeah, that makes more sense. The third, though, is uh, Celeste. 94. Oh, wow. nice, Ooh, nice. That's an amazing game. game. I have every achievement game. on that game, too. It is a great Did you game. cheat, though? So Did you cheat? Did you Hell use no. the... He always cheats. Come on. You can cheat? I didn't even you know can, you could cheat. You can fly in that game. You can turn on the... the basically, oh, that's crazy. I had no well, I know plenty of people uh, who just basically flew through the game without actually playing it because you could do that that's and it didn't point. disable achievements. I can say oh, this wow. much. I have never like gamer score farmed. I've never like gotten I've never played the Avatar game that everybody says you can get a thousand points in like <laughs> 10 seconds. Like, all my games are hard earned and like hard earned. Know, hard earned uh, achievements. Like So Travis, the, you all... never used the game shark either, I take it then. You're I, one of I, yeah, dude. <laughs> you know how old I am? I don't even know what the game shark is. Oh man. Okay. I I, I I actually kind of know what it is. It's like some sort of attachment that like Game Genie, man. The Game Genie is where it's at. Yeah. 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 Uh, The worst game ever made on Xbox One. Uh, Travis said it earlier. Fighter Fighter Within, Within, the Connect game, rated a a 23. However, it's tied. Hmm. It's tied tied with a a game that was made in that kind of independent, like low rate id at x not id at xbox but you know how you could cr- publish your own games yeah, yeah, yeah. S- soda drinker pro oh my god i played that <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i wanted to give you guys a laugh real quick because as i was looking this stuff up soda drinker pro, soda drinker pro actually has its own description for the game and what you do in the game allow me to read this to you um oh because it's classic soda drinker pro mixes the accuracy of microsoft flight simulator <laughs> with the soda of soda leaving the player no longer thirsty and trapped in a beautiful world where they can experience every aspect of soda tightly engineered controls allow the player to decide when to bring the soda cup to mouth and when to sip soda drinker pro even gives the player the much anticipated ability to walk to the top of a hill and drink a soda at whatever speed they wish <laughs> Mm. Anything is possible in Soda Drinker Pro, and soda is possible. <laughs> so I think they deserve some more sales just for writing that. that uh, that's crazy. Sure. I've never heard of that game, and I probably will buy it now. <laughs> that writer working. Well, the on actual the actual games are hidden within like a sub menu of that game. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing it, but I, I, Miranda, I've never met anyone that played it. So today's the first. I you know how I knew so. Fighter Within was the lowest rated game. I'm sorry. You know Did how you Fighter Within was the lowest rated game. Did you have to review it? 
Oh, <laughs> I sure Travis. did. I sure did, bro. That game sucks. That is a <laughs> terrible game. Yeah. Oh my god, that's too funny. All right. So I was just going to wrap this up with basically saying, uh, you know, it's a year anniversary of the Xbox Series consoles launching. I know we've all talked about that. Um, you know, I think I share the sentiment that uh, the Series X has been an amazing console for me so far, personally. Uh, love, love pretty much everything Xbox is doing right now. And I know we've all kind of talked about that ad nauseum, so we don't have to stay on it. But anything you guys want to call out, any feature, anything relating to kind of since the Series X and S launched, um, that you want to mention before we start to uh, close down. Um, FPS boost. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. The, the, to your earlier point about backwards compatibility, right? The new features of uh, H auto HDR, mm -hmm. uh, FPS boost, et cetera, are fantastic. Man, there's so many games I've revisited. Uh, Prey being a prime example that are just like night and day better from when they mm -hmm. launched on the platform, which is awesome. I'll say the, the best thing about the console for me is um making 60 frames a standard mm -hmm. yeah right um yeah. i know some people might mention quick resume or some other cool feature but like the fact that almost like every single game i played this this past year at 60, 60 frames is ah it's so freaking good like i listened yeah. to a uh, chatter days miles and you were talking about you know uh, elden ring being the first gonna be the first like dark souls game to run at 60 frames at launch mm -hmm. and how like you couldn't yes. play sekiro at 30 and then you went back and because because it was too hard for you, you you know and you went back mm -hmm. and played it at 60 and it was so easy right um yeah every every game at 60 frames this is exactly what i wanted out of this generation was you know frame rate and 60 frames mm -hmm. being a standard and moving away from jez corden's filmic 30 frames per second <laughs> right um so that that's been the best thing about the series x was that like you know and then combine it with the vrr on these oleds yes. you never see any frame drops so it's all good you don't even need digital foundry anymore to tell you like <laughs> Ooh, 57 fps trash yeah i say i say the one thing that i probably need to improve is the dvr it is not very good yeah pretty bad the share, whole sharing stuff like on, on social media i think that needs to be improved but for the most part like they nailed the hardware. Uh, game Pass is an incredible service, and Xbox killed it with their own first-party games this year in a way that we haven't seen. Like, it's 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 absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Smart delivery. Mm -hmm. Smart delivery. That that is a feature that just has has to be spotlighted. I had to this morning. I've been playing Spider-Man. Uh, for Insomniac Spider-Man, and I had to go down to my PS4, upload some weird thing to get my save to work on my PS5 version of it. <laughs> Smart delivery is a feature that I just absolutely adore, and it's one that I thought was just buzzword marketing when they talked about it. And in practice, a year out, it, it has made a difference in so many different in places. So I love Smart Delivery. Yeah, I actually went to replay or continue playing Ghost of Tsushima on my PS5, and my save wasn't there, and I was like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> I just can't. I'm not hooking up my PS4 and doing it. So I never went back to it. So for me, I would say it's more of a it's less technical and more just a general feeling. I to me it's like this energy around the fact that you don't know what's coming. <laughs> you know, mm. like I can always find something cool to play every generation, every year. There's always good games to play. But I think what's really different now is that 
you know, you don't know what games are in the pipeline. You don't know how they're going to use the connectivity. You don't know how they're going to use the cloud. You just know all this stuff is out there and they're trying things again. And you can feel that, you know, it, it's it's really fun to see the just the energy in the community again, which it feels like I, I feel like it's boiling up to that point that getting closer to what it was like early in the 360, uh, you know, maybe, you know, before they before they started landing everything, you know, you could kind of start feeling it build up, and you know that that is coming back, and I, I do feel like people are getting a lot more uh, excited, and you know there is some excitement always. There's, there's always excitement, you know, as a Lions fan who's uh, always you know had bad teams, we're always looking to the next draft, right? <laughs> there's there's always this excitement in in the unknown, the next quarterback that's on the bench, you know that kind of. Well, Luke, you know how that is, right? Like there's always the guy who's not in the game. There's always excitement about what what they're going to do, and I'm really I want the, the IPs. I don't even know the names of that. That like these are the things I'm excited about. I want to see what like you know or the ones that I know the names of, but I haven't seen Shout them out. in action, like avowed, and, and so that—that's really what uh, it, it's nice to kind of have that feeling back again. This generation, that excitement, yeah, mm -hmm. anticipation. I guess for my money, the the best innovation for this generation is honestly just the Series S. Um, for, for like for me, like I I'm a type of guy who I've always owned multiple of the consoles because I like to you know, have one in the bedroom and then I have one in like one of those portable boxes I can take up and bring with me. And the Series S has been such a boon because it's tiny. It does everything that the regular Xbox can do, except for it's not, uh, you know, 4K, which who cares as far as I'm concerned. Like I'm not, I'm one of those guys who doesn't even really care about 60 FPS as long as, as long as the performance matches what, what I need to be able to, to uh, have for the game to like work and be presentable. You know, I don't really, I'm, I, I hate people who like dive into the, oh, it's, you know, rocky frame rate. It's, I'm like, I don't care, dude. I, I don't care. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I think the Series S and the fact that I can play my games super easily, uh, cheaply, and and like this kind of links to xCloud, which is technically started last, last generation, but it's sort of part of their bigger platform, which is like, you can play their games everywhere. And the Series S is a big part of that because it gives you really, really solid console performance for $299 and you can take it with you uh, in a backpack. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's like having a, it's like, it's like what the, the promise of the GameCube today. That's what it kind of reminds <laughs> me of. All, all it's missing is that handle. handle. All That's it's missing right. is that handle. But uh, I, I, I actually, they, they just kickstarted that thing. I think, um, I think some of you guys probably saw it online that you snap it onto the back of the series S yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. it folds out like a laptop that's coming out in the next couple months here. And I, I have mine pre-ordered. So uh, that that's going to be like another huge game changer, just being able to play on like the plane and stuff, which obviously right now it doesn't really matter since nobody's traveling, but you know, in the next couple of years here, it's going to be uh it's going to be uh, huge when I can just pop open my series S like a laptop and all my games are there. So, yeah. Yeah, funny enough, I was going to say, uh, uh, kind of double down on the frame rate thing, though, is, uh, you know, uh, there's a ton of games that are even up to 120 now, which are frame rates that we've never seen in the console space, right? It's it's kind of reserved for PC gaming. So playing Halo, of course, guy go back to Halo. But when we were playing the Halo Infinite multiplayer flights and I was playing in, you know, 4K, uh, you know, up-res 4K, but at 120, um, it's just night and day. Uh, especially in a competitive space. So I, I'm just super, super excited that we're getting those types of experiences on console now. In fact, I mean, my Series X runs games better than my PC, and my PC I only built early last year. 
um, a lot of the time. So, and it's obviously more convenient. So it's just, it's a great time uh, from a console perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad mine works uh, at this point. So <laughs> like, that's with anything like that. I just want, you know, it's just like, Hey, I turned on. All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say that for both consoles. It's not just the series, it's just, you know, everything. It's just, I'm, I'm a simple man now. It's just, <laughs> hey, there's games to play. So, that's yeah, great, man. Not, you know, I'm as, we, uh, as we get older, we just get excited about things working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly it. <laughs> Dan, let me hit the super chat real quick from Paul. Yeah, man. Cerebral Paul. Damn, I missed two hours of Dan being wrong. That is. Too bad, buddy. Hi, all. <laughs> Here's to the next 20 years. But speaking of Paul, you know what? We never even talked about like the, the accessibility stuff. Accessibility features. Yeah. yeah. Well, all the controllers and the, the they did that too last generation. That the controller so was huge. Yeah. Controller. Yeah. 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 I talked to uh, Stephen Spawn about that over at Able Gamers because they helped develop that as well. And Paul himself has uh, is part of some of the Xbox kind of testing yeah. that they do for accessibility as well. So we, I actually played Halo with Paul. I've played Forza. We were playing Forza good, the other night. He jumped in, and so yeah, I mean that's it's great. Uh, again, it's just uh, the yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, Miles was coming just about, you know, reaching more people than ever, um, no matter the circumstance. And that's what Xbox is doing extremely, extremely well right now. So. All right, fellas, any last point you want to make before I go around? Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> I was going to move it on. All right. All right. Well, guys, it's been an absolute blast. I'm sure, you know, if we, we really wanted to, we could probably talk for hours on end more about certain aspects of these things. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping us up. So let me go to our guest first. Uh, Rand, thank you very much for coming out, man. Uh, why don't you tell people where uh, they can find you and what you've been up to? Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was great to reminisce about Xbox with you guys. Uh, if you want to check out the content, it's all on YouTube, youtube.com slash Randall Thor 19, where I do a weekly podcast with uh, Jez from Windows Central. And uh, I release some videos throughout the week, depending on what's going on. But uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Thanks for having me. And after this, I'm going to go take a nap because I'm tired. <laughs> I got up way too early to do this. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you showing up for the uh, the early show, man. We are early. So thank you. Um, Luke, where can they find you in uh, Xbox Expansion Pass, man? Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost and, of course, the Xbox Expansion Pass on all your podcast services. Uh, yeah, would love it if you guys would check it out there. Most recently, I talked to, to Forbes writer Paul Tassie. That'll be up uh, in tonight and tomorrow's episode. So I hope you guys will check that out. And Ains, thank you for including me in this panel, man. It was an honor and a pleasure. And uh, I really appreciate each one of you guys on the panel, all of the content you guys make. It's something that's regularly in my rotation and I'm appreciative of the work you guys do because it makes the gaming community, Xbox community that much better. So thank you for including me. Yep. Got it. Yeah. And uh, just a shout out to uh, Luke and I do another show together with Mr. Bad bit from the trophy room called cast co-op where we regularly Mr. bad take. <laughs> Mr. Bad Take, yes, he's, thank he's, you. He's, thank he's, you he's really not. He's not that good. I don't. No, like he's him. not that good. We we kind of just have him there. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, we do that show as well on the side, just for fun. But we regularly call out uh, guys like yourselves who do uh, excellent content, and we also call out people who do not so great content. So it's a, it's, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, Miles over at Windows Central Gaming, where can they find you? Bro? Yeah, again, thanks so much for having me on. Amazing panel. Um, I could talk about Xbox 
all day, every day. I mean, I guess I, I do mostly more than more than the average person. So um, again, had a ton of fun. Um, I also work with Jez Corden over at Windows Central. Um, I do most of the video stuff for us there. So if you haven't checked out Windows Central Gaming, that's where you can find most of what I do. And then I also do a Xbox podcast called Xbox Chatterdays every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And that's it, that's it. There you go. Appreciate it, Miles. Hey, Xbox error, man. Let us know. Sure. All right, man. But first of all, thanks for inviting me, Ains. It's This is, was an awesome panel to be a part of. You know, I, I appreciate everybody here's mm -hmm. content. And, you know, I think everybody here really brings just, you know, really balanced, honest um, insight. And uh, so it's it just awesome to be be here with all of you and if anybody wants to find me i'm with xbox here we do a whole bunch of things so i don't i won't name everything off uh we do get something cool we're going to announce tomorrow um in addition to that i am working on an article that i'm going to try to have out by tomorrow which means right after this i'll probably be up until my <laughs> eyes look like they were with that geometry wars uh, playthrough so um, <laughs> but uh but yeah you can also find we, we do i do have a uh weekly right now it's weekly you had me at halo uh, is the name of the show. And <laughs> you guys are Halo fans. Come and check us out. This Friday, we are going to have a guest on who might have some insight. So uh, anyways, nice. <laughs> uh, anyways, great times. Thanks again for having me. Always, man, always. Uh, Travis, over to you, my friend. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Travis or read my articles, previews, and reviews on IGN.com. This past week, I previewed Farming Simulator 22, the next in a long line of farming simulator games. Uh, I actually did have a lot of fun with it. You should check out my preview on that. Uh, it's our final preview before it comes out on the 22nd of this month. Uh, I also uh, helped the wiki team for Forza Horizon 5, so you can uh, see all, all the stuff there if you want a guide to that game. Uh, and I also am assisting with... Uh, the IGN first this month, which is Halo Infinite. So you can check out exclusive news all month long on IGN.com for Halo Infinite stories. And who knows, maybe we'll have some stuff to talk about tomorrow about Halo Infinite. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can find Dan, Travis, and myself uh, this time every week at the BigCast. Thank you for tuning in as always. On uh, Season Gaming this week, we actually do have some special things. Uh, tomorrow we have a... Uh, 20th anniversary of Halo uh, article going up by Joey Cisco. He is a huge, huge Halo lore guy. Um, and it's basically uh, kind of telling you if you want to get into Halo lore, kind of the entire history of uh, all of the content of Halo. So the games, the books, the movies, uh, you know, what lands where, etc. So that's going up tomorrow. We've got a retrospective on OG Xbox titles going live this week. Um, and uh, some other uh, Halo goodness coming as well. So stay tuned there. But thank you, everyone, very much. If you're listening to this later, of course, thank you uh, as much as well. And uh, it's just been great hanging out with you guys today. So thanks for coming on. And um, obviously, I uh, hope to have all, all of you back soon at some point in the future. So with that, that was our Xbox celebration. Thanks, everyone, again. And we will see you next week. Peace. <laughs>